Cousin Jared, welcome back. Feeling better? Good to be back. Uh, what I would say is don't allow strep throat and the stomach flu into your house at the same time. It is, mm. would be my recommendation. It was unpleasant. Duly noted. That does sound not yeah. very fun. Um, <laughs> glad to have you back. Uh, yeah. We're going to run through college football week 10. And again, this is our, what we're calling, what I'm calling football week, college football mm. week. I don't know. We have college basketball starting next week. So our last, not our last role. We're still going to be doing college football going yep. forward, but we're going to, this YouTube channel is going to get a little bit overwhelmed with all the college basketball content coming up soon. So yep. we are giving everybody uh, a sneak peek here into what the people at dub club get every single week where we and I talk about every single game. We talk about all the a grade, talk about everything we would or wouldn't do. Yep. Uh, usually the show goes more than two hours. There's a lot of games this week. I think our goal is just stay there three. So it's gonna be a yeah. lot of content here yeah. for you that you don't usually get. Uh, but if you want to get it every week, if you're enjoying this and you want all the A-grade plays and all the other benefits, the Discord community, which is a great group of people over there, under a dollar a day, that sign-up link in the show description for Dub Club. Otherwise, though, Cousin Jared, without further ado, we got to get right to it because yeah, let's do it. there's a lot to cover. Um, Thursday night, TCU and Tech. Jake and I cover this one on the show. We have TCU as an A-grade at plus odds. Uh, what, do you, what do you got for us this week? Look, TCU hasn't been that great on the road this season. Uh, but this just feels like too steep of a price to me for a team that, when you look at Texas Tech, pace of 123, but an offensive rating of only 102. If you would have told me that Tech this season would have only had an offensive rating of 102, I don't know that I would have believed you. Um, I, I, I like what I've seen from Hoover at quarterback for TCU. I think he's been an upgrade there. And I think we may have to give a little bit of a pass from what we saw from TCU last time they were on the road when they got blistered by Kansas State. Um, because it just might be really good. Kansas State might be really good, and Texas Tech is not Kansas State, is how I would, you know, say that. So that's very very well put. Yeah, it's not it's not that we TCU is the best team in the world. It's just what has Tech done to make us yeah. think that they can really do anything this season? Yeah. Um, yeah. They haven't been very good. Uh, Wake Forest and Duke also on Thursday night. Three Thursday night games have an A grade. We have three A grade plays on Thursday, so you got we got the A grade plays galore. Wake Forest getting twelve and a half points. Model thinks it should be Duke minus five. Riley Leonard looking ready to go. Wake Forest. I have no idea who's quarterback for Wake Forest. It doesn't even matter. They've had multiple guys there, and they've all been pretty rough. Yeah. This is really just about you know Duke's a solid team, but winning by that much has not been. Something that I feel like Duke's done a lot of lately. Yep. Uh, yep. What are what are your where's your head on this one? Yep, I completely agree. Even when Leonard came back last week, we still didn't see a ton of wonderful things out of the the Duke offense. Trust their defense, uh, not so much their offense. I do have to say this is this play does not give me. We, we've been talking about the Discord for weeks. I don't feel great about this play. Like it's mm-hmm. not my favorite one on the weekend, but those seem to be the one that ones that win. All the time we, is the ones that we dislike the most. We have talked about that. Yeah. Of like the, the, if you take the, like the 10 picks we like the least that we're like the most afraid of, like seven of them win, it seems like. Yeah. Because yeah. we're afraid it went up to, to, to everyone else's too. And that, and that sometimes literally creates value in the market, right? Yeah, For the yeah. fact that everyone else is going that way too. Wake Forest hasn't been that impressive. Uh, no. Duke hasn't been that impressive lately either. Your schools like Wake Forest, Duke, Syracuse has definitely been a part of this. You wonder as the season goes along, just the, the yeah. injuries. 
if, yeah. if that's just kind of making them not play quite to that level that we saw that first month of the season uh, yeah. that we were expecting out of Duke and Syracuse. Wake Forest just hasn't been that great all season. They just don't look like they've got the depth. That, and, and they've always had that issue. It yeah. seems like even even worse this year. Uh, Troy, the other Thursday night game, home against South Alabama. We've been loving us some Troy models. This Troy minus 15. I don't think South Alabama is good. I think South Alabama is getting a ton of respect for that Oklahoma State game, which is going to be in the top five, I think, weirdest games of the year, South Alabama. Yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah. That makes no sense in hindsight. South Alabama is not bad. They're, they're a solid team. They're a decent Sunbelt. They're a good Sunbelt yep. team. Yeah. Troy's just insanely good. Like, I just don't know why we got minus 215 on this pick. If you want to lay, lay you're laying under a touchdown. Um, and, and I think it should be two. Uh, yep. We love us in Troy. Troy's been good to us. I, I mean, it's just lather and repeat with Troy, it seems like, right? Yeah, no, that's exactly right. I, I can't believe that this this money line, even if, if that was something that you are interested in, I don't know how this money line keeps coming down as well. It was like minus 240 when it opened. It got down to like minus 210. I think it's down like around minus 190, minus 180 something. Mm -hmm. uh, I I like Troy a lot. Uh, I would say copy and paste what I've said from Troy before when you have two uh, group of five teams and you have a unit on the field that is as good as Troy's defense, I mean, it's just going to be really tough for somebody else to knock them off. South Alabama could potentially yeah. do um, but You're exactly sports. No yeah, but, yeah, but not at minus 180, whatever that the implied odds are for that. Uh, it's not at, at that number. Uh, and even Troy's offense, like it's above average, which yeah. is – one thing I think that held him back last year, the defense was good last year, but the offense could disappear at times. The offense has mm -hmm. been more consistent this year. So anyway, I, I love Troy. This is one of those, um, I would say the exact opposite of the Wake Forest Duke game in that I love this pick. So yeah. what could possibly go wrong? What could go wrong? Exactly. Yeah, Troy's offense is pretty solid. Getter Watson at quarterback's been doing well. Models is went 83% of the time. And uh, yeah, around minus 200, the break-even point for that is is 67%. I mean, there's just a massive edge here on Troy. We love us in Troy. Uh, yep. Two games Friday night, Boston College and Syracuse. Hey, great play on Syracuse. Cousin Jared, we got burned last week on Syracuse. How much of that do you think is Syracuse? How much has we talked about Virginia Tech? We were kind of like, maybe they're turning a quarter. We don't know. We don't quite believe mm -hmm. yet. And then they looked mm -hmm. really good. How much of that was Virginia Tech Friday night home game? There were a lot of variables there. I don't, it's one of those, it, it sucks. Like, I, I hate it when you lose a pick. And you don't mm. feel like you learned a lot from it. I like it when, hey, when you we're going to lose some, right? And you learn something. But like we, we lost that one. I'm like, I don't know what to make of that. What do you make of that? What do you make of this going in? We're on Syracuse again. Mm -hmm. Boston College also not very good. At least it's at home for Syracuse. Mm -hmm. yep. I, don't, I don't know your thoughts on that. Yeah, it's it's home game. That always helps. And uh, for for Syracuse, just want to make sure I'm not lying here. It's a Friday night game, which mm -hmm. we, we tend to know how Syracuse does at home on Thursdays and, and Friday nights historically. For me, this is more about Boston College and how sideline has been right on Boston mm -hmm. College for the past few weeks. It said be back Boston College against Georgia Tech, got the outright win. Um, it said to take the points with UConn the next week against Boston College, that one. And so the fact that sideline is telling fairly strongly here, telling mm -hmm. us that we lean Syracuse on, on the money line, I feel like that's telling me something. So I don't want to get too caught up in Syracuse because that will make me feel gross about this pick, but this is more sideline has been on correct on Boston college. And I'm riding the momentum sideline has with, with BC. 
And the benefit of the player-based model, right, is that we know about some of those injuries. So we've been downgrading Syracuse with this. So it's not like we're just caught with their pants down blindly on this, right? We know some of the yep. injuries, and that's made their rating go down. I mean, when, when Syracuse was fully healthy early in the season, they were up in like the 20s and 30s, uh, flirting, mm-hmm. flirting at least with the 20s. I know they were at least yep. in the 30s. They were way up there looking really yep. good. And yep. now they're coming down because, it, you know, they haven't played as well, but also they haven't had – Half the players, it seems like. Yep, yep, yep. We're afraid of that game. Colorado State and Wyoming. Uh, right now, we'd have Wyoming. We'd have a C grade at Wyoming minus six and a half. Uh, and again, if you remember, uh, if you're with us at Doug Club, you get the full sheet with all the full metrics on this. So you can kind of print it out and follow along or have it up on another screen. Uh, so you can kind of go through this and see as we're going along. Uh, part of what you get there is also the money line projections the probability team wins the projected score projected total the a grade b grade price thresholds offensive defensive metrics quarterbacks i mean you get all the information here with us over on dub club so again that sign up links in the show description uh if you're if you're having a hard time following along that would what i'm looking at is what you get and that would mm-hmm. probably help help a lot but wyoming would have a c grade minus six and a half uh models is 13.6 this is one of those that we've talked about we've just Looking at the numbers, the laying the points has just been tough, and and I don't yep. think it's so bad that you should just start fading it, just start taking the points with everybody. It's just with laying the points, you just don't know who's looking ahead and who's yep. not looking ahead, and it makes it tough here. Model with like Wyoming, it's just we have not – I feel like we're 50-50 if we're going to mm-hmm. be laying points. So that's why we've got the C grade. It's the grade just indicating the confidence – that we have in the value proposition. And I like laying six and a half. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. just don't like like points. <laughs> yeah. Point. Yeah. Of all the ones we're talking, we're going to go through, not that we're laying points officially as anything, as much as just, if you were picking one or two spots, would you, is this one that you would pick to lay the six and a half? Or is this one where you're just like, still not interested? Or would you be looking at maybe a money line parlay with this? I mean, we got a lot of options with this number, I think. Yeah. So I know that I'm probably in the minority here. Uh, if, Wyoming's like minus 270 or something. I'm like, I'm going to play a little bit of Wyoming on the money line. Just as an outright, outright bet, especially on a Friday with, you know, they're only two, the one other game. Minus 245 right now. Yeah. My, so minus 245. Technically an A grade. That if would be an A grade. The, the, math, the math on the models is an A grade is 255 minus 255 yeah. or better. So it's an A grade. It's just a steep price. And that's, that's yeah. kind of a. So, so that's, that's what I'm saying. Like if this. I think if it was a Friday, like I would probably invest in this on, on the money line just because there's only two games. So sure, give, give me something that I feel really good about. Um, but yeah, if this were a Saturday game, like 100%, this is a great ga- game to throw into a, a parlay. What I would say is I feel like um, sidelines done fairly well with Colorado State this season. And Wyoming is a tough place to play. Like we, we've always known that. But yeah. this year seems especially so for, for that to be the case. So it's Wyoming. Could they potentially, um, you know, win this game by three or four points? Like 100%. That's that's on the table. Um, so laying the points, I'm like you. It's like don't feel 100% great about it, especially six and a half minus 120, which is I think what it is mm. right now. Like mm-hmm. minus 120, yeah, I don't, I don't feel mm. good about that. Yeah. Um, but money line, Wyoming at home, I, I, I like it. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. It's technically an A grade on the money line. It's a steep price. So I know we were – we're about giving out official plays or people just don't, a lot of people like if you, if you're fine with it viewer, then Hey, minus two forty five gets sidelines full endorsement. Um, I probably will play it at that price. I think you're kind of in the same boat, especially yep. being a Friday, uh, a Friday night. There's less, less action. We're a little bit less worried about our capital as much as we're more concerned yep. about the next day with, yep. with yep. everything uh, to the Saturday games, UConn and Tennessee, uh, a great, 
potential basketball game here for football. It will not be. But <laughs> nevertheless, we have a Sinegrid play taking a whopping 35 points with UConn. Models says it should be 19. So an A-grade play taking all those points. The model's been high on UConn. I think they've been better than people realize hanging around. Tennessee hasn't had quite the offense. I, mm. I, I like this pick specifically because Tennessee's defense has been so strong. Their offense has been a little bit far behind. I think it's going to be harder for Tennessee to win this 52-3. to three. I think previous mm-hmm. years Tennessee's could put up 52. I'm just not certain this year's Tennessee can put up 52. And mm-hmm. if that's the case, that makes it more likely we cover with 35, right? Yeah, I completely agree. I also like UConn. Sideline loves them, and it's worked out more uh, more times more for times us than, than against us. Um, two things. Number one, Tennessee – we, we've talked a lot about Tennessee's offense not being as legit this year. I think that is definitely part of it. Like UConn's defense is not one of the worst in the country. And so with the inconsistent Joe Milton, could I see – They're not great, stretches, but, they're yeah, not, but they're not They're not abysmal. Yeah, could I see stretches in this game where Tennessee's offense kind of doesn't get going, whether it's because of inconsistency or lack of interest – or anything like that, 11 o'clock game against UConn. Sandwich game, whatever, because Kentucky last week. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so um, I could see plenty of ways that uh, Tennessee has some uh, just dry spells on offense in this game. And then UConn, feel like we talk about it almost every week. UConn never gives up, seemingly. This seems like a wonderful backdoor spot when Tennessee has their second and third string guys in late in the fourth quarter. And I wouldn't be surprised if, UConn gets like 10 points in the fourth quarter and finds a way to cover this. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of, that's what we talk about like liking what games we have multiple ways to win, right? We can win just because mm-hmm. this game could just be like, you know, 42 to 10. Mm-hmm. As the, you know, entering the, you know, late in the fourth quarter and backups are in, nobody cares, right? Or it could yep. be, you know, 42 to three. And all of a sudden it's like, hey, but UConn's got a great shot to get that late touchdown and yep. get us to the get us to window. So uh, a couple ways we could win this one. Uh, Wisconsin, Indiana, we've been backing Wisconsin the last two games with the backup in, and it's worked out well. We backed them two weeks ago on the money line. A great pick, and they got it done. We backed them last week, getting 14 and a half at home against Ohio State. Mm. Got it done. We aren't on them this week simply because of the same thing we talked about Wyoming. Laying nine points is just a scary thing to do in college yep. football because you just don't know who's looking ahead, who cares about what college, these kids, you just don't know. Yep. But model thinks, sideline thinks Wisconsin should be favored by 19. This Indiana team is terrible. Uh, model is just not a huge fan of them. Indiana's done a decent job, I think, of keeping some games closer maybe than they, than they should. But just when you look at their full body of work, you know, it's it, it, as much as they've played a couple teams closer than we thought they should have. There are enough warts on them mm-hmm. that you have to feel more bad than good uh, about them. So, cousin, you're laying nine or money line. Is any of that interesting you at all here? Um, I think you could talk me into the. So this one, uh, depending. Um, what number you can is out there on the money line? This feels like one that you could potentially throw in, into a parlay. I'm not sure what the money line number would be right now, but Indiana is just so bad offensively, 
and they really cannot run the ball. And that is where Wisconsin has sometimes struggled this year is stopping the run. Uh, well, don't worry. Indiana still won't be able to, to run the ball. So uh, laying nine points with Wisconsin coming off a physical game against Ohio State. I don't know about that, but this seems like a money line parlay candidate for, for me. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing that I'm making notes here for our money line parlay today against something else we give for, mm-hmm. for our for our Doug Cloverfield. Sometimes one, sometimes two in a week, just depending on what's out there. But this is definitely a candidate for that. And then just to kind of look back to what I said, like Indiana kind of hung around with Ohio State in the first game of the season. Um, they hung around last week with Penn State, but mm-hmm. uh, and they got drove by Michigan, which is whatever. But I mean, the Akron game. They got yeah. smoked by Maryland and they got smoked at home by Rutgers. I mean, it's just there's a little bit more concerns, I think, than we could just take away from hey, last week it was a great it was a great game. I think last week said a little bit more about Penn State. We really thought that Penn State would come out a little bit stronger, but clearly there was some sort of hangover effect, physicality effect, whatever yeah. from the previous week. I think that says more about Penn State than it does about Indiana. Uh so Wisconsin's been great to us. So finding a way to back them, I don't think is a bad idea. Uh, given how good they've been to us. Yep. Jacksonville State at South Carolina. I, I swear, Cousin Jared, I looked at this one and I've seen Jacksonville State in my sheet all season long. We've backed them. We've faded them. We've bet totals on them, whatever. And for mm-hmm. whatever reason, my brain went, why is the model bringing an FCS game here? I just like, mm-hmm. my brain just is, my br- this, it's November. And yep. you know, the SEC always loves to schedule them cupcakes in yep. November. Everyone yep. gets one. And so I was just like, oh, this is, why is that game? <laughs> Jacksonville yep. State, uh, a great season, seven and two. South Carolina, a really depressing season, two and six. They're obviously not as bad as that record. Every year, there's a team or two in the SEC that just catches all the bad breaks and the bad schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, the two and six team is much better here, right? But it is just, it's got to be a tough feeling for them knowing that they've got to win out to make a bowl. This is not what they had anticipated. Jacksonville State would be going to a bowl if the NCAA didn't have one of the dumbest rules ever. Yes, um, yes, that is accurate. Models pretty spot on. Uh, just too big of a spread to mess with. Not enough points to be excited about with Jacksonville State, especially because you might get a pissed off South Carolina team. You never really know. But yep. the model would tell you to go over 55. 55 is a key number, so you can kind of go over or under and get the push protection on a key number. But model thinks 60, so the model's saying to go over. Jacksonville State's been a really fast team. South Carolina's a fast team. <laughs> Model likes over. Are you are you in agreeing? Are you agreeing with that? Uh, I I do agree with it, and this is mostly due to Jacksonville State's pace, which is off the charts. I think that this game is going to go over not b- because of efficiency of either of these offense, but just the sheer just number of plays. Number of plays. And, yeah, and, Jack- and Jacksonville State doesn't have a great defense, so that helps yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, and it's not like Jack. Like this is Rich Rodriguez. Rich Rodriguez. We're talking about here. Like it's not like he's going to come in here and be like, you know what? We're going to slow this down. And we're yeah, going to win a defensive right. game with South Carolina. He's going to be like, hey, how fast can we possibly go? Because yeah. that's the only way that we're going to hang in this game. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this is going to be like a sheer volume uh, play. I don't think this has anything to do with how good either of these offenses are. Is this one we're eyeing for another total of the day, potentially? We've we've dropped two of them already on, yeah, on yeah. TikTok and Instagram. Yep, this is this is on the list. I was on the list. Right. I was I was thinking so just looking at it, it's a yeah. pretty big model edge. Uh, and, and I'm with you. Like you do have to be concerned about betting overs in some of these mismatch games if the weaker team is the fast team, because you say are they going to still play that fast or are they gonna be like, yeah, if we get into a shootout and have X like 
on a per possession basis, we're worse. Do we want more possessions? Right. But I'm like, you like, right. Rich Rodriguez is, I, I don't yeah. I think he's like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel go. like if he walked into his office and said that he'd be like, GTFO. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here? Yeah. He, there was, there was one game they played recently where they were ahead in the fourth quarter and it was like, you know, Rich, you can slow this down. You know, you don't still have to keep playing fast. So, yeah. Yeah. Ohio State and Rutgers. Uh, another one where the model's pretty, pretty close. Uh, markets at 18 and a half models is 16 and a half. Again, uh, not enough points to get excited about. If I was going to take a side, I probably would take Rutgers just because you're on the right side of a couple key numbers. Rutgers is going to treat this game more importantly than Ohio State is on the road, but it's not a big enough edge for me to get overly excited about. Are you leaning that direction as well? Are you a kind of excited about it or are you like even less excited than I am? No, I'm less excited than you are. I think I would actually flip it around and I would probably um, lay the points with Ohio State just because I mean, this Ohio State defense is so legit. Good. It is so, so very, good. very good. And I mean, just think if they would have had a defense anywhere near this caliber the past mm. few years, we may be talking about different outcomes for them in the college football playoff games. Yeah. Uh, I, I like, is Rutgers going to score like 10 points in this game, 13 points in, in this game? I I feel like Ohio State's offense is models is 13. Yeah. So, like, I can't remember. I saw this uh, graphic where it's like of all of uh, Ohio State's yards, like Marvin Harrison Jr. and mm -hmm. uh, Travion Henderson had like 300 of their like 360 yards of offense mm -hmm. at some point in, in their last game. Uh, I think that those two are just going to be too much. I don't think Rutgers is going to score very much. I have enough faith in Ohio State's offense to to get to, you know, into the maybe low 30s. And I think that would be enough to, to cover a number like this. And see if you or we can disagree. We sometimes do. I would I would say I wonder about Ohio State's been playing a little bit slower this year. Rutgers plays really slow. I wonder if Shiano's going to play the like, we're going to try to grind this game into as few possessions as possible. Um, mm -hmm. I would want to be on the other side of 17. So I might be, I'd be more interested in laying 16 and a half. I think the laying 18 and a half. But I mean, I think maybe and this is where we, when we, we disagree on something like this. I think that's maybe the question to ask is, are you more concerned about Rutgers caring more about this game? grinding it to a pulp, trying to make it as low scoring as possible, or are you more concerned about can Rutgers score 10 points, right? Uh, and that's yeah. the question you have to ask yourself. And yep. do whatever it's you come up with, I think that kind of determines which yep. way you play this. But either way, we're not really uh, strongly yep. saying one way or the other. No. And Nebraska-Michigan State, we've got an A grade on Michigan State. Um, I, I we, we, we talk a lot about like speculating where the model's biased or the model's wrong. All models are wrong. Some models are useful. We've seen sidelines usefulness. We know it's wrong, though. Yeah. Um, it's more wrong on some teams than others. The thing is, is we don't know. Uh, we can speculate. And even at the outcomes, we don't even know if it's we were right or wrong until we get a big enough sample size, right? Because then it mm -hmm. becomes a thing where it's like, what if it was just a weird outlier game? Model's been probably too high on Michigan State. I don't know how much we're getting to the point now where it's not speculation. It's kind of just fact. They've yeah. got more talent, but it just doesn't come through. It's a little bit like the Las Vegas Raiders situation, at least now pre uh, firing of Josh McDaniels, where it's like, sure, the guys are there, but like it ain't working. Yeah. And yeah. they've also had their obviously their own coach situation. Plus odds on Michigan State at home against a Nebraska team that's not great offers us value. That doesn't mm -hmm. mean it's going to win. It offers us value because everyone's so down on Michigan State. They aren't going to lose every game, probably. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And this Nebraska team's probably not as good as that 5-3 record. That doesn't mean I love the pick. But again, of the picks we hate, they tend to go, like I said, like 7-3. and three. The mm -hmm. total, though, 
The market has this at 34 and a half. The model says 42.7. 42.7 also seems a little bit high, doesn't it? Yeah, doesn't it yeah. Seem a little bit unrealistic for these two yeah. teams. Yeah, and so part of this is I, you know, I wanted to take this time to, uh, you know, caution you, you viewer, that sometimes when sideline says something, again, sideline's not always right. Mm -hmm. And one, mm -hmm. one thing that that sideline. Uh, for college football, at least, could not take into consideration is weather. And yes. there is going to be some bad weather uh, in, in the Midwest. And so that is what partially what's driving this number, aside from the fact that 42 is probably too high anyway. 42 is probably uh, too high anyway, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's, degrees, I there's, there's some weather there. So I specifically said I want to talk about this total because I would mm -hmm. say, and I, there's one other game, I, I did this as well, like go look at the weather before yeah. you dabble in any of yeah. these low totals that you're seeing across the Midwest uh, yep. this week. Um, I'm not going to endorse going over whatever it is, 34 and a half. I'm not, not yeah. going to tell you to do it. And again, this we've talked about this before as well, that the NFL model, I do have weather. There's fewer stadiums. I have, I, I went and looked up the direction of every stadium. And so I can tell you where the wind's going. I have pull, pull the weather college. I, right now I can't. Maybe mm -hmm. one day I'll have the ability to, but for now, since I can't put the weather information in the model, we're stuck with kind of manually looking at that. So that's, of course, especially now that we're in November, mm -hmm. take all these totals with the grain of salt, check the weather first mm -hmm. before you bet any total uh, at this time of year. Um, yep. And and there were literally hunks of ice falling from the sky last night in the Mac game, and pretty sure it went over. So, you know, there are just because there's terrible weather does not mean that the game's automatically going to go under either. So just correct. And we talk about this. We talk about this a lot on Discord. Let's remind our viewer, right? The biggest weather issues. Number one is actually side to side wind. Number two is rain. Number three is snow. Snow actually doesn't affect it as much as you think until it's a blizzard. The thing yeah. with the back game you talked about, it was a blizzard for all of like two minutes and yeah, half time. Yeah, yeah. And so it didn't, by the second half was clear, right? But you're right. I mean, those were some of the biggest flights I've ever seen yeah, yeah. on TV in that game. And it was like a blizzard. So yeah, that's the thing you got to check. It's not just bad weather. It's the certain type of bad weather, the direction of the wind, the amount of the yeah. rain. The cold can affect it too. If it's 30 degrees, not going to affect it too much. Maybe a little bit, right? 20 yep. degrees, 10 degrees. You know, so yeah, you got to yep. check all these things out. Yep. Um, it's not as simple as bad weather means low points. Uh, anyway, yep. Ohio, uh, Arkansas, Florida model is spot on on both of these within four tenths of a point of the total within a point and a half on the side. Because uh, Jared, the market has it Florida minus six. Model says Florida minus seven. What is your thought on playing this side? I I I like Arkansas here right. uh, because they fired Dan Enos and mm. like literally I didn't know there was a way to break KJ Jefferson when he was just like I mean he's just like this robot basically yeah. like Iron Man or something yeah. and, and somehow they had found a way to neuter him in this offense and so I think Arkansas can do great now that they fired their offense right. coordinator um, so. I mean that I'm I mean I'm only like twenty percent joking. Yeah. No, like I'm only like twenty percent joking. Mm. Uh when when I say that. I think that you're gonna get a much better performance from from Arkansas here. Florida has been so up and down. Yeah. Um this feels like a, a down Florida game because it's like they play well in the games like Tennessee where I would have thought that Tennessee would have been able to handle them. And then they just like do terribly. Like I think about that Charlotte game. Like you look at what Charlotte's done this season and Florida only won that game by, uh, you know, two touchdowns. Or, yeah, pretty, two touchdowns. pretty dis disappointing. Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I want to take the points with uh, Arkansas here. It would be my recommendation. So Arkansas's pass blocking 
rates number 87. Uh, their run blocking ranks number 29. Mm. That's going to be, I think, the key for Arkansas moving the ball is can they run effectively? Because Florida does not do, has not done well on either side of the line. When you get big offensive lines, they haven't done well. So mm-hmm. if Arkansas can control a line of scrimmage and not force themselves into too many passing downs, mm-hmm. then I think they'll be, if they could stay ahead of the chain, stay on schedule, right? They'll be able to do a lot more running. They've obviously got the guy in KJ Jefferson, and yep. Florida's not going to handle that quite as well because they don't quite have that down low. The other area that Florida struggled is of course on the offensive line. They've done okay at times, but they have really struggled when they've just been manhandled. And that's of mm-hmm. course the area that Arkansas, um, you know, I, I don't know if they can really get after them, but that, I think there's a, a lot of ways that game could go. So I think it's going to be really yep. interesting. Uh, it's, it's something to note though, Arkansas's performance now going forward with a new offensive coordinator, how that plays out. Yeah. Yep. Texas and Ole Miss. Jake and I cover this one on show. We have an A grade play on Ole Miss. Because Jared, do you have any thoughts on your fighting Texas Aggies? Uh, I like the under in this game. Obviously, would like it better at fifty five. So I would definitely say hold out if the number gets to fifty five. Go definitely go under there. But I would even say if this got down to like fifty two, I'd be like, hey, go under in this game. Ole Miss loves to run the ball. A and M very very good at, at stopping the run. They've given up over hundred yards rushing in one game this season. That was against Tennessee. Um, and, and, and morphed back it completely into last year's AM, I guess. Yes, I mean, it's yes. just, yeah. And, and like, I can't, I can't remember. I, you know, I follow a lot of AM stuff and they were like, you know, the offense, except for the first quarter and except for settling a bunch of field goals in the red zone, the offense was much improved. And it's like, I don't really think that's how that works. You can only focus on the good parts and ignore the first quarter and settling for field goals in the red zone. Uh, they, they had two two weeks to get ready for South Carolina, and they gave up like five sacks in the first two drives of that <laughs> game. It was embarrassing. So I, I'm not saying that AM's offense can't improve, but uh, they had two weeks to get South Carolina, uh, two weeks to get ready for South Carolina, and couldn't do any pass blocking uh, in the first couple of drives. So forgive me if, if I think that they're going to come out just super ready to go on offense against Ole Miss. So anyway, like the under, I think Ole Miss is going to have a hard time running the ball against AM, and I think AM is going to have a hard time on offense, like usual. <laughs> I was in, a, in a Ole Miss defense, that's, that's better yeah. than yeah. North Carolina's. Uh, so yeah. I'm assuming that you are also endorsing the minus 155. Uh, money yeah, money yeah. Money like, money yeah, I think that's just a little bit too too short. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kids, state of Texas. Cousin Jared, I mean, pour one out for the, mm, mm-hmm. I don't even know, decade long, 15 year long run we had. Yeah, like maybe 15. Yeah, maybe 15. Every single year, Texas was favored by by exactly seven points more than they should be in this game. We took advantage of it. Sometimes we'd sprinkle yeah. money line. And I mean, yep. I feel like we were like 14 and one or something. I don't know what yeah. the exact record was. And, yep. and Kansas State, when they lost, they would lose close and cover most of them. It's, it probably isn't as good as I'm remembering. I'm probably put, you know, rose colored glasses or whatever. But I mean, my goodness, it's a, the model's right on target here. Markets, Texas minus four. Model says 4.1. I really think this is all about Quinn Ewers. I think that that's where Texas is overvalued. He's not mm-hmm. that good. The market thinks he's like Caleb Williams-esque, and he's not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're on the same page with the backup. It's I'm just I'm sad. Uh, I still feel like we should take Kansas State just like as a like oh yeah. times, but it's not a yeah. model play. Unfortunately, we did already give this out as the over as the total of day on 
TikTok. So I don't know yep. if you have anything to add to that or talk about the site. Any anything? To add? No, I think I think it's exactly what you said. Ewers is overrated, and so I think this total is reflecting that he is overrated. And I think that honestly, there should probably not be much difference in the total for, for uh, from uh, yeah. Ewers starting versus uh, who is it? Mur- is it? It's not Mur- Murphy. Who is, who is it? Malik Murphy, Murphy is okay. the guy who played last week. There was talk of if if the other guy, uh, whatever his name is, yeah, that, that, that guy, one. you know, yeah. that one. Uh, if yeah. he, there was talk of what he played, that he didn't. I don't know if he will going forward. Murphy wasn't great last week. I, I my concern, I, you know, living with a you know w- with a Texas grad and fan now, it, mm-hmm. the concern I had watching Murphy is that Sark was like, we aren't going to change our game plan. We're still going to like pretend he's a great quarterback. And I'm like, well, that was a problem in the first place because you didn't have a great quarterback with Quinn Ewers, mm-hmm. and now they're still uh, doing the same thing. And I'm like, the whole time. You've got a great running back. I think their running back grades out like the third best running back in, in my model. And it's like rounding here at a second. Mm-hmm. And I felt like the game plan should change, be a little more conservative. You got a good defense and they're just like slinging it around. I'm like, well, I don't, that's, I think the only concerning part with Texas. Honestly, it's why I'd be back in Kansas state. If mm-hmm. I was picking a side on this, just because I don't think they know what they're doing as a coaching mm-hmm. staff and they're mm-hmm. not really utilizing their players properly. In my opinion, they didn't last year. They had two of the best running backs in college football and they botched it like all year mm-hmm. long without mm-hmm. maximizing those guys. So anyway, that's my end rant on that one. Now, either way, we're playing the over officially. So, yep, yep, yep. Uh, and we, we love us. We love us some Avery Johnson. Yes. And this was literally like since away from being a B grade pick on the Kansas state mm. money line earlier this week. It has since come down a little bit. Mm. Texas money is unpredictable. Mm. I would say keep an eye on the Kansas. On. Yeah. Keep an eye on the Kansas state money line. You best believe if this gets to 176 or whatever. Side what, it's 170, 177 is the right now B grade threshold for it. And the market is at 155. So right now we're 27 cents away. Yeah. So, uh, Again, if it gets anywhere close, I'm probably going B-grade money line on Kansas State. Mm. I, I, I would endorse that. Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame and Clemson. Uh, Jake and I covered this one. Show we have a B-grade pick on Notre Dame. Because you like the, the, the Notre Dame pick uh, that, that Jake and I had? Uh, yeah, I, I love the Notre Dame pick. And, uh, you know, new audience here this week going out to everybody. So this is where I always say sign up on Dub Club. Get access to these numbers right away. Uh, let's say that you might be able to, to have grabbed Notre Dame at minus one thirty at, at open, and so uh, yeah, just the benefits of being a Dub Club member. Uh, some of these uh, extreme value plays you can get right when they open, and it's worth um, you know the less than a dollar a day that it costs to sign up. You'll get it back in one play where you can get huge value at the opening line. You are a better marketer than I am, considering I'm terrible yeah. at marketing. But it's a great reminder that I post all the projections on Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as those opening lines come out, I mean, you can get them pretty dang early and get some pretty good value there. That's a good minus one thirty. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at my ticket of minus one sixty five. Going, I'd love to have minus one thirty. It's even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would have been a great value. So you would have mm-hmm. been able to to jump on and, and a fantastic premium. Uh, there. Yep. Georgia Tech, Virginia. We that's our second total that we've already locked in earlier in the week over on. TikTok and Instagram, uh, giving those out to people. Do you have anything to add to that? Because do, do, do you watch the video? Do you just give the pics or do you actually watch the videos? Do you even know what I said in those no. videos? No. Okay, well, I said I some things. You can say them now if you want about why, why we like this over. Yeah, uh, sure. And the, the reason that I love this over is, like, have people not been watching yeah. these two teams play? Yeah. Like, that. that's really all I can say is, there's something that the numbers just 
aren't getting the the the, the books are, are not setting these lines correctly and whether it's just been the skill of these offenses or just like they found ways to get in both of these teams haven't found weird ways to get into these high scoring games uh i don't know what it is but like every week with these two teams it, it's gone over would not have believed in a million years i would be saying that virginia would be a hard over team yeah. um but but they are and so like this is just one of those things the totals have been missing by so much of these two teams. I'm just I'm going over until one of them doesn't. Yeah, anymore. and the model—that's that, kind of what I'm going to say. The model thinks it should be going higher. It's been climbing all week. We locked in uh, 58, just because that's obviously the the low end of those key numbers. So we got all the, the right outcomes there in the mm-hmm. upper 50s and low 60s, which is where the model thinks it is. I, I kind of said the same thing, basically like. Coming into the season, we would have thought these are two under teams. You know, this would have been like a 20 to 13 type game, but that's just not how either one of them has played. So, uh, yeah, like right. you said, have you been watching with these teams? Um, yeah. Navy and Temple, uh, candidate for the worst game of the week here, number 126 mm-hmm. and number 132, according to the model. We got an A grade play on Temple plus seven. Temple is terrible at falling like a dang rock mm-hmm. in the model. And we faded them. A mm-hmm. few times here lately, so this is not a situation where the models just some models will just take bad teams or whatever. We faded Temple uh, against uh, SMU, uh, I believe, in that game, or maybe we had to total mm-hmm. them. But we faded them maybe the week after that. I guess we, we faded them here recently. Um, back them here with an angry play at home. It's just that we're not impressed with Navy either. Yep, uh, yep. It's kind of kind of really the, the summary of this one, right? Yep, that is basically the summary. We don't like Navy, obviously. You know. Navy doesn't run the type of offense that is necessarily going to win a game by a bunch of points. Um, I think there is, and depending on where this line is at now, we locked this in on Sunday at seven. Again, if you got it open, seven and a half. Uh, And so if this were like six and a half, like I think there's maybe a little less value there just because uh, doubt there's going to be very many field goals in in a game involving Navy, or at least the potential to have field goals is lower in a, in a game with, with Navy. So um, anyway, this is all about getting a touchdown at home against a bad team, ignoring the fact Temple also very bad, Uh, but again, getting a touchdown at home against a bad team. Yeah. Uh, And we faded week seven, we faded Temple with an A grade play on UNT. UNT won that game by 31. Uh, the next week, we almost took SMU. We, I think you and I were debating between laying it with SMU and laying it with um, Kansas State. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember. I can't remember. Someone else. And we ended yeah. up we ended up going with under in that one and won that. So we fa- we faded typically. So it's not like we're on typical. Typical coming yeah. off a of bye week as well, which can't yeah. hurt matters. Right. I'm not <laughs> saying it's going to help anything. It, it cannot it, be worse than the last game they played. It cannot be worse <laughs> than how bad yeah. they, in the last two games because they got tripped by UNT as well. It can't be worse. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what, whatever that means. Um, sometimes you got to back bad teams and just plug your nose and play it. Yeah. Um, Arizona State and Utah. Um, I Maude would say lay it with Utah. Arizona State's been playing better. Mm-hmm. Arizona State's been a weird team this year. Utah's been a weird team this year. I mean, both these teams have. This is a quintessential Pac-12 network game of I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> um, the total is 41 and a half. Model says 50. Arizona State can play in a higher scoring game. Utah doesn't really want to, but mm-hmm. who knows what's going to happen with them. Arizona mm-hmm. State wants to go fast. Utah wants to go slow. Where's your head on this total big model discrepancy? Whatever that's worth. Uh, yeah, and I think that's worth not much. Um, because generally when we see huge discrepancies like this, it's because the books know something or like 
I don't know. I, I Again, sideline says strong overplay. I don't trust Utah's offense necessarily. And Arizona State has been playing much better as, as yeah. of late. It's like yeah. ever since that game at home against USC where they were competitive with USC for a while, um, that gave them some confidence or something. They played Washington close. They've, like, they haven't exactly won a lot of these games. I think they, they did, did win last, last week, I believe. Um, but the, before that, they hadn't won very many of these games, but they had just been a lot more competitive. And so, like, is there – I think there's – a great opportunity or great chance that this game, like Utah, not built to blow teams out necessarily. I know they're at home, so like I definitely think they're going to win the game, but not built to blow teams out. Arizona State's been playing much better. I think they're getting some confidence. So I don't want to lay the points with Utah, um, but no matter how I slice it, I think this game's going to be low scoring. And even though there's a huge edge here, it's not something that I'm just um, jumping jumping at. It's, it's tough because with Utah specifically – They've been a lower scoring team, a stronger defense, a grinded out type team. And then last year with Cam Rising, and they just lit it up offensively, took a step back defensively. Now, like they're kind of caught in between, it seems mm-hmm. like a little bit, where like they've still got some good offensive pieces. Barnes has been okay. Defense is better. But it's like, it's like, I just don't know what I'm getting with Utah at this yep. point. I, yep. I just, they're just a weird team at this point. Yep. Um, Army, Air Force. We have loved us some Air Force lately. We have backed them so much. Unfortunately, I feel like when you get to the Academy games, we actually leaned backing them against um, Navy, and they mm-hmm. did cover barely. Mm-hmm. Um, now, though, it's a spread of 18. Model says 18.4. Has the market finally caught up to us in our Air Force love? I mean, we, we I, some Air Force. This has to be an overreaction to Army losing to UMass. Now, there is no excuse for Army to lose to UMass. <laughs> I do not want to to, to put that yeah. out there. But right. come on, two academy teams, are you serious? 18 and a half points? This is, or 18 points, this is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. Take the points with Army. This, I, this is ridiculous. I, I have to agree. I... Cannot believe we're here because the yeah. model has been backing Air Force simply because the market has refused to believe how good Air Force is. Mm-hmm. And now, like you said, I think there's some interaction with maybe the market's finally catching up slash overreacting to Army uh, looking terrible. And the, and the week before, Army looked terrible. I mean, they've looked really bad. Um, mm-hmm. Make no bones about it. But gosh, like you said, I'm like you, like the Academy games, like they just never... Yeah. The, like, the, the way the way Army the way Air Force covers this is Army Army could win this game thirty five zip. To me, it's mm-hmm. either thirty five zip or or Army covers. There's like no in between. Like mm-hmm. yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's one of those where Army's just going to get zero first downs and yep. just three and out every single time, and Air Force is going to get five touchdowns because they're eventually going to be able to score. Yep. Or I, I, it's I may I may even take it a step further and say that the only way Army doesn't cover this game is if they have multiple turnovers on their side of the field. Mm. Like that, that is almost the way I think that you don't cover this is you've got to give air force um, super short fields. This was great to talk about this. Did you see the Akron one? Akron came back and Akron came back and won. We almost, they were almost a B grade play. Oh my God. The Mac. They were favored. I I love the Mac. I love Mac and I hate it. Like I, if I, if I were backing not Akron, I would have like turned that game like Kent State. I would have turned that game off a long time ago. Thought I had this in the bag. Maction is the craziest thing there is, man. <laughs> it is. Um, 
how about some how about some fun belt then? Louisiana, Arkansas State. We've been really high on both of these teams. Louisiana uh, has been really good to us. Arkansas State's been good to us. Mm-hmm. I hate when these two teams play each other, but <laughs> we're going to be on the side of Arkansas State here, getting nine points. It's a B grade value model. Thinks it should be six point six. Projects an average score of thirty one twenty four. Hey, sign me up for thirty one twenty four. That seems pretty reasonable, right? Mm-hmm. It does. It does. Um, personally, I am waiting on this one just to see if it gets to 10. 10. I, 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 I don't know if it will, but I'm just it's at nine just, and a half now. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm just waiting just to see. I'll, I'll take nine and a half at, on Saturday or some Friday or Saturday if I need to, but just waiting to see if it will get to 10. This Louisiana team, like they're just in every game mm-hmm. They're I don't think they're ever going to win by a ton of points. I don't think they're ever going to lose by a ton of points. They're just kind of going to be, around in in every game and so um and this arkansas state defense while still not good is not nearly as bad as it has been the past yeah. couple of oh, years oh yeah for sure it, and, and so like i i think you think it's going to be really difficult for louisiana to to win by more than double digits in, in this game south florida and memphis this is a big model edge cousin jared another situation where if you're Laying points with anybody. Is this one of the few that you might consider at laying 13 and a half with Memphis when the model says 25? Again, we hate laying points. So I mean, I just- yeah. Uh, yeah. I hate, I hate laying points. Uh, the thing is, is that South Florida's defense is garbage. It is mm-hmm. garbage, garbage, garbage. And, and they play fast, which makes it worse. Yes. <laughs> yes. It. And, and um, North, you, you could look back at Memphis uh, to last week against North Texas and say Memphis had that one in the bag easily until they didn't. And then and had to come should back. Have lost. Yeah. And should have lost. And then somehow uh, still came back and won. Uh, but even as easily as Memphis went through that North Texas defense, um, the North Texas defense is still better than the South Florida defense. And, and so South Florida's defense is just really bad. Memphis at home. I think they have a great chance to, to cover this game. I think they're going to be able to score at will. And again, at home, I think they'll be able to get enough stops against South Florida um, to where they can cover a, a number like this. And and literally, just take the first three quarters of that North Texas Memphis game. Like, yeah. just play that way for like another seven minutes, and like yeah. you will cover this easily against yeah. South Florida. Yeah, is Memphis minus five fifty a good maybe team number two candidate for the parlay of the day? Yes, I yeah, like I that. Thinking that. I think that's the second one. I, I'm trying to keep track of them as we go through. I think that is the yeah. second one that we've had that we would yeah. I would yep. be, be be thinking about for that one when, when yep. the time comes. Uh, another Texas battle here, UTSA at North Texas here in my backyard. Models spot on with regards to the side, uh, but you've indicated that's what you want to talk about. So what do you got? Because the model's not helping you out at all. Seven and a half is the number right now. You can get North Texas. Plus two sixty. As soon line. as you started talking, I was like, I know exactly where he's dealing with this. <laughs> you can get North Texas at plus two sixty on the money line. Um, so that would be a B grade. Yeah, and, and so I, I that that would be my direction here. Would be North Texas on the money line. I don't think points do you any good in this game. I think there's going to be about a million points. Um, says and last week, and, and last week North Texas covered but didn't win. Yeah, I just have to yeah. point that out. Yes, I, I, I'm, I'm aware. Um, but the, the total here, the, the line is seventy-two. 72. Um, 
wouldn't go under. <laughs> and, no. and I just don't don't know if the, the points are going to matter, especially since Frank Harris is back. I feel like UTSA has been playing uh, a, a lot better as yeah as of as of recent. Um, but this North Texas team is nothing to shake a stick at. I mean, you were one of the first people that talked about when they made mm-hmm. the change of quarterback. Like all of a sudden, they went from being like just fast and inept to like fast and okay. Competent. And they, they, yeah, they run so many plays that that, that really Their offense so, is above average. Their offense is better than UTSA's according to the model now. That yeah. quarterback change made all the difference in the world. Yeah. I, and again, that's folks, player-based model. That's why I built this. That's why I went years ago. I remember years ago, I'll never have a conversation with my dad about sports betting things. And I was like, oh, if I had the time, I would build this, but I have to build this player-based model. I, I didn't have time. And then as I got in academia, having time to do it, this is what I envisioned was this, because I, you've got to be able to have these, yeah. uh, the ability to find these things out. And we knew from the start when they, you know, one week of data from that, it was like, Oh, this offense actually is competent. Now that's not yeah. just a, a, a fluke. And sure enough, they went, that Cal game was just miserable. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah, yeah. They're actually decent on offense. Now their defense, no, the defense is terrible, but their yeah. offense is actually okay. I, I, I love backing this North Texas team. And yeah, yeah. I, I just, I hope that they don't look too good this week. Cause I want to be able to back them next week. I yeah. don't want the, the market to catch up just yet. Yep. And so uh, to you viewer, especially those of you on dub club, I, I, I hope that, um, I, I'm not saying that I interpret all the sidelines data perfectly. That's not what I'm saying at all. But like, look at it right here on the point, like the points sideline says there's not much of an edge. Like logically you think about it, uh, projected to be so many points in this game, getting seven and a half, not as valuable as it would be in most other games, while still valuable, not as valuable as it may be in most other games. And you can look and say, Hey, there is a B grade on the money line for North Texas, which seems like this game could be variable. And so yeah. sure. So, sign, sign me up. I will definitely be dabbling on the North Texas money line. Come, come Saturday yeah. for sure. It, it's a great thing to remind people of here, especially as we enter college basketball season where we're going to be doing a little bit of this too. It, it's never fun if you take one plus 250 dog because you're kind of just, you win or lose, right? But if you mm-hmm. can identify, you know, five plus 250 dogs, you probably win two of them and mm-hmm. you're going to make money winning two out of five at plus 250. That's kind of where this is. Who knows if they're going to actually pull it out. But if you can find five of them that are pretty similar, you win yep. two of them. It's a great situation. So, and you could do that on a Saturday of college football, and you can do that in college basketball as well. So many games. So, just something to kind of plan to see there and be thinking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, FAU UAB. Jake and I cover this one on show. We had an A grade on FAU. I don't know what you have to add to that discussion. Not much. Uh, UAB not great. Florida Atlantic. Why do we seem to be the only people that are enamored with Florida Atlantic? I, I don't. It's, it's, uh, it's us and us against the world. We love us yeah. in FAU. Yeah, we, we do. Uh, the fight in Tom Herman's. Uh, yeah. And this is this is more for me of like Florida Atlantic is relatively solid all around, like not spectacular, but they don't like have a just horrific glaring weakness um, as opposed to, I think, the UAB defense, which actually I'll look at it. That's not necessarily the case. I guess where I'm going with this, I don't have any faith in UAB defense. Like when push comes to shove, I don't trust UAB to stop. When, when they need it. Whereas I say the opposite with Florida Atlantic. I, I trust them to get a stop whenever they need one. So. And, and I think I pointed this out. You and I were talking about it. We've had an Florida Atlantic has met the A grade threshold in three of their last five games. And in all three, they have won. The other mm. two games, we had a D grade fading them. So two of the last five games, we've said, hey, we're in lockstep with the market and we're not touching FAU. And they mm. lost. 
The other three, we were like, there's a lot of value here, and they won. Now, it's not obviously that simple. And again, I'm not trying to – it is about large sample sizes, et cetera. But, like, we're starting to build up a decent sample size with yeah, yeah. that. And who knows what will happen this game, et cetera. But this is another – this is now – this will make four of the last six weeks now A-grade value. And the other two that we said to stay off of, one was UTSA. I don't remember what the other was. We were like, eh, it's not really worth it. Yeah, yeah. FAU takes care of business against these weaker teams. I love this. Jake said it was his favorite play of the week as well. <laughs> Coastal Carolina, ODU, uh, Jared Guest. Uh, that's our new quarterback for Coastal Carolina. We'll presume mm. that Grayson McCall is out. Tim Beck yep. has said they are moving forward as if he's not coming back mm. this season, presumably ever, I guess. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. He has not been medically cleared. So all signs are I'm treating it. As that, if viewer, you're with us on Dub Club here, uh, you know, shoot me a message if we find out otherwise. But I have removed mm-hmm. Grayson McCall from the college football world. He didn't even exist anymore in my world because mm-hmm. we don't think mm-hmm. he's either. So Jerry Guest, quarterback, still better than Old Dominion's Grant Wilson uh, mm-hmm. based off of what limited data we have for him. Coastal Carolina, we backed him last week. There was just a massive overreaction to losing McCall. McCall, we talked about it, hasn't been that good this year. He hasn't right. really been that helpful, whether it's him, offense. We don't really know. But Coastal's taking a step back. He's taking a step back. They don't really lose a ton going to the backup, which is crazy to say. I would If you, if you pulled us from 12 months ago and <laughs> said, Grayson McCall's going, I'd be like, oh, man, you got to drop Coastal like at least a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, it's like a like two points. Yep. I mean, it, it ain't it ain't much. Uh, I still think we're overreacting. We got Coastal Carolina road should be favorite minus one ten. I I love backing Coastal. Either. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think and I think we talked about this when, when we mentioned it there that like um, you know McCall has a specific set of skills that the new coaching staff wasn't utilizing in the same way uh, that uh, yeah previous guy was. So I'm not blanking on the guy at Liberty. Um, so yeah, that, that, that was kind of the, the end of that, but guest has been like, okay. And when you're playing old dominion, I know they've won a couple of games here as of recent four and four, but, uh, coastal still the much better team. And when you've got like, hmm, so, so quarterback play with a team like coastal against old dominion. Sure. S- sign me up Uh sh- short favorite. Uh, even though it's on the road, short favorite. I, I like it. Yeah. Uh, UCF on the road against Cincinnati. Jake and I talked about this one on the show. We're not going to be juked by UCF last week. There were a lot of turnovers. Jonas only three interceptions, career high. Uh, that's not what he normally does. And we don't have any faith in Cincinnati. You don't have any faith in Cincinnati. You are on nope. the. They're under nope. for the entire season. So uh, I'm sure you're you're happy to play UCF in the spot. Love it. Uh, everything that you said. And like, I wish that I, again, just wish I could remember like every week. I bet against Cincinnati on the season for a reason. And yeah. you know we said we said that on Saturday we were like oh yeah we don't like Cincinnati and we had an A grade on them playing going to Oklahoma State and we were like that probably wasn't a good choice and true enough it wasn't a good choice mistakes mistakes were made yes. it happens yes. we're not they perfect were. Yeah. they were so yeah we'll we'll stick with UCF Florida State Pittsburgh I mean Florida State should handle them uh, Florida mm. State uh, fantastic I'm up to number four yeah I don't know what to um, say I mean they're very good I mean their defense is the only question mark the offense is not a question mark the defense mm-hmm. is still really good but the defense won't be tested against pittsburgh so i mean we aren't gonna learn anything about them they should they should roll pretty handily the only question is by how much models is 24 market is 21 and a half mm-hmm. yeah so here's the thing um please tell me that everybody heard what pat narduzzi said after the game last week 
Yes, I yeah. did. Yeah, where he was like, we were supposed to, what, like, we we he said you, that we you, got we, yeah players. He said yeah. he said like we lost a lot of players last year, and we thought we'd be able to replace them, but apparently we weren't. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like whoa, whoa. yeah. And, and then he said, and and then he tried to backtrack, and he's like, and that's on me as a coach because blah, yeah. blah 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 blah. And it's like, well, no, 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 that doesn't negate the first part of, of yeah. what you said, insinuating that your players aren't good, which don't get me off on a it's, it's like, it's like the whole, uh, you can't just say whatever you want after with all due respect. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, but don't get me, don't get me started here though, because Deion Sanders was asked something similar to press conference earlier this week after, mm. um, Shador was hit approximately 57 times mm. in the game against which UCLA, which, which I called by the way. Yeah. And yeah. he was like, well, we're just going to have to get better players on the offensive line. So like when Dion says it, everybody's like, look at that Dion being transparent and Pat Narduzzi says it, and it's like he can't. Why is he talking to the players like that? He's losing the rock locker room. So anyway, double-edged sword with Dion, as as always. Uh, but I was to say, Dion, Dion did his own. I think I feel like yeah. Dion and Saban. There's a few guys that are kind of just like Belichick, right? That would just be yeah, in their yeah. own kind of category that they can say things that other coaches can't get away with, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, no, that's I'm exactly. sure nobody watching this has any opinions on Dion. No, no, of course, of course not. Um, so anyway, I think that Florida State's going to blow them out because I think half of these pit players may be like, screw this, I'm done. Uh, when does the transfer window open? So yeah, I am. I love I love Florida State in this game. Yeah, I, I, I heard that. I was like, oh, wow. And then I don't know if you saw on, on, on Twitter, on X, um, mm. at, yeah. at least like a dozen players quote mm. tweeted the guy who tweeted out from the press conference the exact quote. Uh, with with emojis and with like oh okay that's how it is i mean the, the players mm. immediately yeah. on social yeah. media yeah uh, maryland maryland hosting penn state uh cousin jared is, is penn state broken i mean let's start off with that like they were looking so good and then they really stubbed their toe just could not get going it's ohio state which i thought was about ohio state's defense and and mm-hmm. oh boy it did not look good last week against a really bad indiana team yeah, I could be wrong, but I'm going to chalk that up to hangover from the loss at Ohio State and knowing how much Penn State puts into the two games a year against Ohio State and Michigan and knowing if they don't win at least one of those games, like literally what is their season aside from every other season they've had the past five right. or six years. Right. And of course, now I'm going to say this, we can say this from our couches, but we knew coming into the season that Michigan was the game they wanted to win because that was the home game. Whereas Ohio State was the road game. So like we kind of knew from the start that that one wasn't the one they needed as much. Of course, we do think Michigan's probably the better team between the two. I don't, I don't know. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I would I would agree with that. Um, Here's, but, but also counterpoint to that. Last year, October 15th, Michigan beats Penn State 41-17. Next week, Penn State beats Minnesota 45-17. Next mm-hmm. week, Ohio State beats Penn State 44-31. Next week, Penn State beats... Wins at Indiana 45 14. Mm, 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 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It could still be that this year was supposed to be the year it was different. So it could be taking a yeah. different toll. So I'm not, I don't, we don't know, right? I'm just, yeah, yeah. I'm nervous. So, I'm nervous for this Penn State offense. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's just what I was about to say, though. Um, like, okay, Ohio State's defense, great. Mm-hmm. Indiana's defense, uh, 
not the best, but like Indiana just plays a style of football where they're going to ugly things up and it doesn't matter. They're still going to lose, but they're going to like play an ugly brand of football. It's not going to be if, up. If Indiana does anything well, it's going to be ugling it up. They might yes. get smoked, but if they if they yes. play well, it's going to be the defense, not the offense. The offense has no hope, basically. Yes. And I think the offense still scored on Penn State. Too. I don't know, man. Yeah. And, and so Maryland, I just don't think is I think Maryland is much more of a finesse team and everything. I, you know, taking the 10 and a half points of Maryland, that's that's fine with me. I also kind of like the over here because I think that model X over two. Yeah, I think Maryland defense fine by Big 12 standards, but not Ohio State and not going to be a super ugly game like Indiana, not in a hangover spot right now. So uh, I kind of like the over in this game. I think that this is the game where Penn State's offense gets reasonably back on track. I think Maryland's offense is good enough to put up some points on Penn State, which could get over number like 51, especially being at the bottom of all those key numbers in, in the 50s. Um, you know, this is one of those where it's like 51 and a half, 52. I don't think I'd like it as much as 51. Mm. All right. Uh, Tulane, ECU. Tulane's a big favorite. Model says 23, market says 17 and a half. Is this one that you can lay with? I mean, ECU is terrible. The only fear with laying points is you never know who's going to show up where on the road. Yeah. Could you lay 17 and a half with Tulane? Um, man, so I, I need to to do my do my research here. Let, let's see. What is uh, Tulane? Uh, minus 750. That's really steep. This mm-hmm. Tulane is a, a money line parlay type potential mm-hmm. play, depending on what you could get it or uh, what you could get it at minus 750. That's that's pretty steep. But I don't necessarily want to lay points with Tulane. Like they're good, but also what incentive do they have to, to run it up after after last year's really successful season? They've had a couple games this year where they haven't really played a full 60 minutes against inferior opponents. They've kind of played down to some teams. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yep. We've seen, and that's the fear here with Lenny big number. That's why I just think laying numbers in yeah. college footballs. Yeah. You got to really try to pick your spots. In my opinion, we, we yep. tried it and not worked for us. So we're just going to be like, oh, look, let's just stick to what's working. You're right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Money lands in underdogs. That's what's working. We're going to stick to that. Um, yep. Louisville. Against Virginia Tech, model says it should be Louisville minus twenty. I'm really high on this Louisville team. I'm still not buying Virginia Tech. They are starting to play better though, and Drones mm-hmm. is looking more competent by the week. I know he was mm-hmm. a guy we all thought had potential and really kind of took him a while to get here. Yeah. Um, could you lay it with Louisville? Could you lay nine and a half with Louisville? <sighs> Coming off that big win last week. Yeah, I. I think I would still lay the points with Louisville, especially at home. Like it's one thing for Virginia Tech to do to Syracuse what they did at home. Virginia Tech. Yeah, at Blacksburg. Um, I don't know if that translates to the road. Obviously, Louisville, a much better team than Syracuse. I I I like, I mean, I just like everything uh, about everything that I've seen from this Louisville team this year. It's like it's like, hey, you get rid of Scott Siderfield and all of a sudden your team's better. And Cincinnati's like, oh, and you, and you bring in a pretty good coach yourself. Yeah, well, of course, of course, that yeah. has a big part to do with it. Uh, but yeah, everybody at Cincinnati's like, what, what were we thinking? Why did why did we hire Satterfield? Um, anyway, yeah, I think I would lay with Louisville. I'm like you, I don't love it. This is what Virginia Tech teams getting warm, I would say. Uh, so don't love it. But I like this. Like, if I had to say lay nine and a half with Louisville, or like the game we just talked about, lay seventeen or seventeen and a half with Tulane, I would rather lay the nine and a half with this. Louisville. This might be my favorite, favorite of the week. It's all my points. And here's why. Here's why, Cousin Joe. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. On the road, Louisville has one by five, one by seven, one by three, lost by 17. Louisville 
is 0-4 against this number. Mm, on the road. At home, I'm going to throw out Murray State. Mm-hmm. One by 28, one by 13, one by 23 covered this number every time. And at home, they played Notre Dame and Duke. Mm. So it's mm-hmm. not like they just got all the tough teams on the road. Right, right. Playing better at home than on the road. So if I had to lay it with anybody, this might be the one. This one's probably going to be in the money line parlay as well, just because uh, I, I see it being very tough for Virginia Tech to go on the road here and get this win. I like this Louisville team a lot. Yeah, and and uh, technically an A grade on the money line. If like minus 375, minus 380, minus 390 is something. Yep. So yeah, I, I like that. Technically an A grade on the money line. Again, we don't like to do those plays because I know a lot yep. of people don't like them, but it will be yep. in that money line probably today to make sure people get a little coin on it. But yep. again, if you're going to lay points, this one might might be might be my favorite. Mm-hmm. Iowa Northwestern, A grade on Iowa. Uh, <laughs> kind of firing their offensive coordinator. He kind of resigned, but he's kind of still there. I don't know. Um, yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah. Northwestern's offense isn't much better, but Iowa's defense is like breaking the model just for how good mm. they are. It's mm. obviously mm-hmm. sad what would happen if they had a yep. to think about it if they had a competent offense. Uh, here's the funny thing, cousin Jared and I, I, I talked about this here uh, this week. It's been reported, and so I've recirculated this news. Not a single team in the Big Ten West is averaging 25 points a game, so it's not like it's Ugh. just Iowa. The whole Big the whole Big Ten West yep. is terrible. Um, we got an in Iowa, whatever. It is what it is. Uh, yep. Northwestern, not very good. Uh, this game's being played in a Wrigley Field. Mm. So that's something else to keep note of. Um, whether it's Northwestern or Wrigley, both of those teams are right on the lake. And so you could have massive wind issues in November. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't checked the weather. I don't know if you have. But uh, model would say go over. But that's ignoring the weather. And I'm guessing it's not going to be great weather in Chicago in November. Yeah, actually, the the weather doesn't look too bad right now on Saturday, but still, not Just the going teams over. Do. Just the teams yeah. look bad. <laughs> yeah, and if you're telling me that there is a game where the total is 30 and a half and Iowa is participating, I'm going to pick Iowa to win every time. That's uh, their game. Yes, that is that is their game. This was the other one that I mentioned before. I, I noted um, there's a discrepancy. 30 and a half seems like a little number. Wouldn't tell you to go over. Here, here's what I'm going to say about this over. Northwestern's defense is worse than we've seen it in years past. Mm. And their offense is better. Not that their offense is good, mm. but their offense is less bad because it's been dreadful. Mm-hmm. Northwestern's playing at about an average pace. This total to me is set like it's last year's Northwestern and not this year's Northwestern. Mm. That being said, maybe last year's total should have just been 25. And this yeah, year they yeah. finally got it right at 30.5. That's yeah. what the model's seeing in this is the model saying, look, Northwestern has one of the weaker defenses and that I was going to play. And Iowa might actually score some points on them. You mm. wonder, is Iowa going to score a few more points in a game now where the offensive coordinator is like, well, my, I'm already leaving. Like, let's go out with a blaze of glory. Like, or, or do you think he's going to go even more Iowa on them? That's the thing. There's, I, I wouldn't touch this total just because there's that massive element. Like, or is he going to be like, now that I don't have points, like I get to do what I want, which is like run the ball every play, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. run the clock, run the play clock down every time to third, you know, to one, right? Like yeah. what's going to happen? Like I have no idea what they're going to do. Yeah. It was yeah. such a weird situation to start with. Right. But either way, we still like Iowa to win as a much, much better team. Yeah. Uh, it's not a yep. close. Yep. Uh, their offense is bad, but, but offensively, these two teams both are terrible, but defensively, I mean, it is not even close. Uh, yep. The odds imply it is, but it's not. Yep. James Madison. Georgia State, James Madison up to 37 in sideline. 
Uh, models kind of coming around to them. The offense is still below average, and that's what's keeping them from Troy level because their defense is not far from Troy. The uh-huh. offenses are the difference. Troy's a little bit above average, James Madison a little bit below average, but obviously James Madison, just an incredible story to come from where they were at mm-hmm. FCS and now be in the top 40 uh, here from a predictive model. Resume-wise, they're in the top 25. They deserve that as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, can't yeah. say things. Georgia State, though. Hey, let's give them some praise, too, from the struggles they've had the last couple of years. Yep. Six and two, bowl eligible. Yep. That should be a good game. Uh, mm-hmm. Model's pretty in lockstep with the market on this one, uh, but you have something you want to talk about on the side. So what, what, do you, what do you got? This just feels like the type of game that James Madison wins. Like their defense is really good really for good, by really sun, Sunbelt standards. And like, I, I just. Georgia State has been good this season, but there's just the games where it's like, you know, they're favored and they they find a way to lose or like the offense disappears at times. And if the offense is going to disappear at times against James Madison, it's not going to work out for you. So yeah. is James Madison going to go undefeated? Uh, that's going to be difficult, but I don't think it's it's this game that, that yeah. they lose. Um, no, I think we also crazy. saw a little bit last Friday, last Thursday, Georgia State against Georgia Southern. And the model's been high on Georgia Southern and liked them then like georgia southern then and mm-hmm. you saw that 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 georgia state is much improved and i like them but georgia southern's a tier above them james mm-hmm. madison's a tier above that mm-hmm. and in my opinion troy's a tier above that yeah, yeah. <laughs> um or the model's opinion but I, I like georgia state it's just the sunbelt's a solid conference you know yep. in the old sunbelt georgia this georgia state team probably the best team in the conference but as it is they got thumped last week and mm-hmm. i don't See how this is any different against James Madison to get dumped as well. Yep. Model doesn't see an edge. Um, would have a D grade pick on James Madison minus two fifteen, but because uh, of Judy, you think it's probably still worth worth looking into uh, money money line probably because I know I've yep, converted yep, you yep, to yep. being a money yep. line kind of guy. Yep, yep, yep. Illinois, Minnesota. We got Minnesota as an A grade pick. Um, I don't know. This seems as simple as how many times because Judy, have you said that this Illinois team isn't last year's team? They're not that good. Their defense is terrible, right? You 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 said everything that, that terrible, was. terrible relative to what it was last year. It's not. Yep. It's average. It's just last year it was like top five. Yep. Sure. Uh, uh, what the, the other thing that I would say is that Minnesota substantially a uh, very slow paced team. Illinois actually fairly above average, like well above average in pace, and Minnesota's offense still rates way above the Illinois offense. This Illinois offense has really been bad. You mentioned the defense relative to power five standards. Illinois defense hasn't been, hasn't been great. Their offense has been even, even worse. Um, yeah. yeah. This Illinois team is just to have, to have a below average efficiency offense as a power five school is just, it just doesn't bode well for you. And nope. that's, that's what we see from the Northwesterns and you expect or even Iowa's offense. Right. But like, yeah, yeah it's not, it's not, it puts you in not good category. Yep. Uh, so a great pick on Minnesota. We had that one on the on the free show. We Houston at Baylor. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, we have a we have a big great pick on Baylor. Look, uh, um, we we almost took Kansas State last week. It's Houston. The reason we didn't lay the points with Kansas State last week, we were just a little bit concerned with Houston. We didn't. We took them against Texas. We didn't know if that would like give them newfound confidence and play better, or if they would be a little bit hungover and struggle against Kansas State. The answer was definitely the latter. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think Houston's very good. I think Houston and Cincinnati are the two worst teams in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. I think Baylor's the third worst team in the Big 12. At home, mm-hmm. Baylor should 
win this game. Mm-hmm. But this Baylor team is just Jekyll and Hyde. And it's, and it's like that in, in the games. And Houston's kind of the same way. Neither one of these teams has a good defense whatsoever. Both mm-hmm. of these teams have have stretches offensively where they look competent, and then they have stretches offensively where they're just like, what are you doing? What mm-hmm. is even your whole point? Um, mm-hmm. They both go fast, so there should be points. Mm-hmm. That's 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 about the best we could say. Uh, yeah, so I am, I am uh, going over here. I, I like the over in this game. And this, this feels very much – I mentioned that I liked – Houston to cover against Texas there um, because I said it was like the Arkansas game. There's going to be like a lot of fans that are upset. Everybody hates Texas, blah, 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 blah. Um, I think you're going to get a lot of like from the Houston perspective. And I know like these kids weren't even born when this happened, but they're going to be like, it should have been Houston that went to the Big 12 when the Southwest Conference was disbanded. It shouldn't have been Baylor. You see, you held on to that for a long time. Yes. And so I think you're going to see the same thing uh, from Houston. I I definitely agree with you. Baylor's a better team. I think Baylor's going to win. But I think this game is going to get crazy. Like, I think that there's going to be um, unpleasantries on on both sides. Like, you just (laughs) – let me tell you, uh, you, you just thought that the TCU uh, people were bad. Wait till you wait till you get uh, some of the Houston players. Like yeah. it's you know it's it's not going to be it's not going to be pretty. So anyway, Duly I'm made. sure there'll be more than enough Baptist jokes from the Houston fans that that are uh, <laughs> going to the game. The, this number's at 58. Like we talked about with the Georgia Tech Virginia game, 58 is the number you want to lock in. Uh, it's been climbing all week. This is one of those kind of hey, I would just take yep. it now. Don't yep. wait. If yep. if when we get to another video, this is I think is another total of the day candidate as long as yep. it hangs in okay. the area, right? Is that correct? Okay. Yep, yep. I would say that. Yeah. Uh Bedlam. Speaking of bad blood, Oklahoma, mm. Oklahoma State. Uh Oklahoma's defense taking a step back. I mean, really was rising up and looking like maybe a top 10 unit. It's mm-hmm. slowly creeping back. I'm looking as good. Oklahoma State's defense has never been there. Oklahoma State's moving in the right direction. They keep looking yep. impressive. This is it. This is the culmination of it here. Can they, if they win this game, I think the, hey, we're back, you know, is, is complete for Oklahoma State. Yep. Model thinks they're going to get thumped. Yep. Uh, Model says OU by 16 with a lot of points, 63 points yep. on average. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I I, I, I kind of think laying it with Oklahoma makes sense. Mm-hmm. He, it's six right now, and here's why I would lay it. It's not, I, I don't think it's quite my favorite of Louisville, but, but I kind of like laying it. Here's why. I kind of think this game on the road, either Oklahoma State wins or I think OU runs up the score and wins in a blowout. I don't really think there's much in between. So, and there's not really a, number, a lot of numbers in between. Uh, so, we talk about we love money lines, but I mean, six, I think, makes a lot of sense to lay in this game because you could see easily Oklahoma winning this, you know, 42 to 32 or. Mm-hmm. 52 to 32 or 62 to 32, right? Who knows what, what it would be. Total 61. That's on the south side of your low 60 key numbers. Would you tell people to go over given what we've seen from these two teams as of late? Yeah. Uh, so two things. Uh, I like the over 61. Number one, because you saw what Kansas was able to do against Oklahoma last week with a ground-focused attack. And number two, Ollie Gordon, like, very good for Oklahoma State. Seems super legit. I would not have thought that after what I saw from Oklahoma State against Arizona State earlier early this year. And South playing, Alabama. Yeah, when they were playing 15 quarterbacks. And then, like you said, South Alabama only scored seven points or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, but Oklahoma State has gotten into a rhythm with their offense. And funny enough, I, I, I mentioned it 
I remember in one of the preseason shows that Gundy was like, I think these with these new clock rules, it's really going to benefit the teams that can run the ball a lot. And I really want to focus on on running the ball. And in the first couple of weeks of the season, you were like, eh, I don't think that's working out for you. Mm-hmm. Hey, but it looks like it is now. And so uh, anyway, I like over 61. Like, it, would it not be fitting that with these two teams and the games that they have played over the years – that this game has like any points. It like needs, that just, it needs to just it's gotta go out with a bang, not with a whimper, yes, right? Yes, exactly. Like it just we we I don't want to say that we're we we're owed this. anything, but like if, we are. If no, we is, are with all the crazy real life, we are owed this thing. Yes, yes <laughs> we are we are owed a game that ends in the 80s for these two teams. I, I feel yeah. like yeah, I'm like you, I like the over. I'm not I'm not throwing OU into the Monday Night Parlay. Um, no, model no. would say to do it, but I just think there's too much very it's a high variance game. Yep. And so in a high variance game, I'm either taking the dog on the money line. Model says lay the points. So that's the direction I'm going. But those are, I would tell you, one or the other. Either just lay the points uh, mm-hmm. or take the dog on the money line. I think OU, mm-hmm. much better team. But I'm with you with points. I mean, I think uh, Oklahoma State should be able to score plenty. I just think Oklahoma scores more. Uh, maybe they got a little bit of a wake-up from Kansas. Um, who knows? Missouri, Georgia. Model's pretty spot on of this one. Says Georgia by 17. Marcus says 15 and a half. Would you lay the points? Would you take the points? Where's your head on this one? This is I, an SEC East semifinal game. Yeah, I I have no opinion on this game. This all seems right. Georgia, I'm concerned, might be turning it on. Mm. Just like for not for this game specifically, but like just in general for the college football season. Like I'm I have my concerns that we're just gonna see what we saw last yeah. year potentially. Yeah, the only – I mean, if they had Bowers with them still, I would definitely yeah. be with you. That's obviously the only yeah. asterisk there. Uh, model says 55.1 for the total. Actual pool is 55. So, I mean, even the model's like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Charlotte, Tulsa, another candidate for worst game of the week. Tulsa has been terrible. We have been fading Tulsa left and right. We're backing them here against Charlotte. Charlotte's been a fun story. They got a fun coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we all saw that on the uh, – midweek game last week, but yeah. uh, as bad as Tulsa has been, Model still thinks they're better than Charlotte by more on offense than Tulsa's defense is worse mm-hmm. than Charlotte. So we got a B great pick on Tulsa. Minus yep. So the other thing I would say here is after that game where we all saw uh, Biff Pogi, he also suspended an unspecified number of players for the next game uh, because basically, uh, what, what do they say? I'm extremely disappointed with our comportment as a football team against Florida Atlantic and suspended an unspecified number of players for this game against Tulsa. Um, I think that one of those is probably going to be one of their best defensive players, uh, a defensive end that, that they have. So, yeah, sign me up like Tulsa. Okay. I didn't know that. Mm. Yeah. But what? <laughs> Yeah, what does that even mean? Uh, so they had twelve pen- penalties for over hundred yards, including several personal fouls. They did have a bunch think- of personal fouls. I mean, they shot themselves yes. in the foot in that game, really, and yes. they, they got outplayed either way. But they 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 went from they could have hung in there and made it competitive to they got run out of the building because they mm-hmm. couldn't keep it together. Yep, yep. Uh, hmm. So he was not happy with how some hmm. people conducted themselves, and he suspended an unspecified number of players for this game against Tulsa. That's some fantastic language. All right. Well, there you go. Um, model would say go over 48 if they've lost one of their better defensive players. You know? Yeah. I mean, no. 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 Not in a game with Charlotte. No. Fair enough. ULM, Southern Miss. Southern Miss. Like anybody who's been with us for any amount of time, do we need to talk about this game? I mean, like, 
we've got we've got people who are this that's is true. their first that's study true. hall that are that's with true. us and is not that's just true. like we talked about Southern Miss uh, another team that the model's been high on worked out for us last week it did very well I mean that was beautiful it was. um ULM also really bad Southern Miss definitely seems like a team that just gets smacked around if you're any good but they can mm-hmm. handle their business against the weaker teams ULM mm-hmm. falls in that category we got an A grade play on Southern Miss minus 135 model says they should be favored by 10. Yeah, we love us in Southern Miss here, I guess, unfortunately. Because um, yep. your total, though, model would say go under 56 and a half. Model projects 53. You agree with that? Yeah, I don't particularly care for either of these offenses, and especially Louisiana Monroe. Very bad offense. Very bad offense. Um, so, you know, they've had some, some okay games on offense this season, but on the road in conference is not one of those games where I see UL Monroe putting up like 20 points. And I think that they're going to have to get to like 20, mid 20 to mid twenties for this game to go over. And I don't think that's going to happen. So uh, in addition to Southern Miss, if you're looking for another angle on this game, I think I would lean towards the under as well. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm highlighting certain things. So we have to recap this. If anybody's with us still at the hour and 18 mark, uh, <laughs> stick with us through the end. And, and I want to kind of recap a couple of these total things. Cause we got like four or five of them that we've kind of been talking about that we like. Uh, so I want to, Get your, I, want to, I want you to write these totals for me. So I'm going to put you on the spot okay. at the end of the show. Auburn, okay. Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's terrible. Auburn, I, I mean, not bad, I guess. But, you know, here we yeah. are. Um, yeah. <laughs> Auburn should win. If Vanderbilt's going to win a conference game, I mean, I guess this would be it at home. Uh, they're still underdogs by 12 and a half. Models is 12. So no edge on the side. Total, though, is at 49. Models is 50. What's your thoughts mm-hmm. on the total? Forgive me if I'm not swayed by Auburn's offense after one game. I like the under here. I think mm-hmm. this is going to be low scoring. Uh, we've, we've talked about it uh, a couple of times a season. Vanderbilt's just a super weird place to play, especially with uh, they've got like the end zones torn out because they're doing renovations. Their, and their like, basketball court is like higher than yes, yes. Yeah, one of the scoreboards in the end zone is just like suspended from wires on a crane uh, because they're doing construction. Oh, it's just man. a weird to play i think weird vibes like slow start i i just somebody is either auburn's going to struggle for like a quarter and a half and this is going to be like tied midway through the second quarter at like zero zero or uh vanderbilt doesn't score any and either way i think under 49 is, is a good bet do you have any concern about the fact that vanderbilt's defense grades out at a 117 that's a full standard deviation below college football average and is by far the worst defense they're going to face in SEC play. Mm, no, not really. Okay. All right. There you go. All right. There you have it. Hawaii. Because uh, of Jared, Hawaii was so good to us mm-hmm. when we faded them coming to the mainland two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Went back home. We were like, hey, they're back home. Time to back them. Mm-hmm. And they promptly got thumped. Yes. Yes. That is an accurate description of what happened. Yes. But by a good San Jose State team. Yep quarterbacked by a guy who played out on the island previously yep. so whatever that's worth this week they're back on the mainland but we're not fading them the model penalizes hawaii coming to the mainland a lot playing at altitude but we're still backing about plus 165 a great pick models still not sold on nevada after two straight wins for nevada yep models still not buying it i also not sold not sold oh, okay 
not so long Nevada as of yet. I like Hawaii too. Even like with the penalty coming to the mainland, like I just, I'm not sold on Nevada yet. And the fact that you're getting this at above plus 150 for Hawaii, I think is wonderful, wonderful value. So, you know, if Nevada, oh my God, like if Nevada gets blown out at home by Idaho and then comes back and wins three straight Mountain West games, like what have, like, I just, I just feel like I know nothing at that yeah. point. So I, so I like, I like Hawaii. Yeah. All right. We got an A grade play on them. So uh, got some good value. Got some good plus odds value. Doesn't mean it's going to win. It just means model sees it as a coin toss. And hey, like I always say, my, my ideal slates, just give me a bunch of coin toss games. That, like, play. if you give me a bunch of coin toss games at plus 165, I am happier than a kid at a candy shop. I mean, that is just yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Cal, Oregon model would say lay it with Oregon, lay the 24. The Pac-12, Cousin Jared, oh my gosh, I love it so much. It has gotten mm-hmm. so weird. It mm-hmm. has gotten so weird. All the bad teams have had moments this year where they've almost beaten one of the good teams, all of them by now. Mm-hmm. It's gotten fun, but we've also seen some massive blowouts. And Oregon's been on the delivering side of a couple of blowouts. Can they b- deliver another blowout to another bad team this week? I think Oregon is on a mission to be like, hey, look, that Washington game was not a, not a fluke. But like so many things, like one thing goes the other way for Oregon yeah. in that game. They they win that one. And so I think they're on a mission. I think they are just going to be railroading teams until the uh, conference championship game. And then because it's the Pac-12, whoever they end up playing in the conference championship game, I'm sure we'll find a way to beat them. And Oregon will come up disappointingly close uh, as they seem want to do. And so, yeah, but that's not till now. That, that That's for later. I think that they're going to blow out Cal and it's going to be – the, the talking heads are going to be Washington won that game against Oregon, but Oregon's clearly the better team. And so then you get the whole resume head to head, the, you know, the things that ESPN makes billions of dollars off of uh, arguing about. And so like, I feel like this just prol- proliferates that. So mm-hmm. sure. Let's uh, let's take Oregon. And I think they're going to blow out Cal. Mm-hmm. All right. We've got Oregon who played Washington state the week after that Washington game started a little slow, but pulled away. And then last week, just thumping Utah mm-hmm. at Utah. I mean, that might be one of the worst home losses Utah's had mm-hmm. in the Kyle Whitty game era. I mean, that was mm-hmm. incredible. I mean, teams don't yep. typically do that to Utah and Utah, um, yep. which kind of goes to your point. And again, we have seen some weird close games. USC last week, Washington last week, uh, Washington also the week before, yep. um, <clears throat> you know, Colorado playing a couple of weird games. Oregon's been to me one of the more impressive teams. I think they've got the best defense out of all those teams. And that at least helps them from that. The best defense of the teams yeah. with the really good offense is obviously USC's not in that category. Yeah. Um so yeah, laying it with Oregon. Never fun to lay points. We've got to be picker spots. This might be one to look at. Mm-hmm. Marshall App State getting three and a half with Marshall's a C grade. Because Jared, I think you had said that the money line might be a B grade with Marshall if that was something yep. you're inclined to do. Yep. Uh, I would I would rather take the B grade on the money line here. And uh, this goes back to what I've said a lot recently with App State. This App State defense, not great. Not what you would expect from App State of the past five, six, seven, eight years. And so yeah. uh, get one, you know, plus plus 160 odds, whatever it might be right now. I think it's about plus 160 or so for, for Marshall uh, on the money line. Yes, sign me up. That would be a B grade according to sideline. And again, this is more of, I just don't trust App State's defense. 
we faded Marshall here recently as well. So we're not like biased towards Marshall or anything either. It's mm-hmm. both these teams are both these teams are solid. Um solid Sunbelt team. Sunbelts again really strong profits. We love the Sunbelt here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh very solid teams, but neither one of them great. Yeah. Louisiana Tech Liberty model is pretty close. Says 14.3. Market says 16.5. I mean, you you, you know, not really much of an edge there, but the mark market is saying 59 for the total that's at the north end of the key numbers in the high 50s naturally uh models is 56.7 would you agree and go under i would agree and go under this louisiana tech team i feel like has had i mean basically every week it's saying go over uh in the louisiana tech games and they have still had trouble reaching those numbers even when sidelines telling you to go over it always seems much closer to the actual number than what sidelines uh, told you. And so it's telling me, number one, that it shifted on Louisiana Tech here. Now it's saying play under, which is new for a game involving Louisiana Tech. And also Liberty, like Liberty has just been an under team so far this season. And so I feel like this is a combination. Lots of, lots of running. Yeah. And so I feel like this is a combination of sideline making the flip on Louisiana Tech. And mm-hmm. I just have this natural inclination to think that Liberty games should go under and you get it at 59, um, which is, you know, obviously, you know, very, very key number. You get under all those key numbers in the 50s, some of the most key numbers out there. Um, yeah, I, I, I like this under 59. You, you said which one's going to be your favorite. This one might be my favorite. All um, right. All right. All right. Yeah. Middle Tennessee, New Mexico State. We got a B grade play in New Mexico State. I love this New Mexico State team. We talked about yes. them on yeah. show last week. Just a little engine that could. I mean, just, uh, six wins at this point. We think they actually need a seventh for bowl eligibility because they've got 13 games and one of them was mm-hmm. an FCS. I don't know if the FCS one matters or not. Surely they'll get it at this point. This seems like a great opportunity to get bowl eligibility yeah. uh, here at the first part of November. I mean, hats off to them. I'm not a fan of this Middle Tennessee team. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know what else to say about New Mexico State. Like, I, like I love what I've seen from them. Yeah, I don't. I don't have anything to to add. They're they're just from an, a better perspective, a solid investment. Yeah, ninety second best team, which is incredibly high yes. for New Mexico State. Yes. I mean, yes. there was a point last year, two years ago, whatever. I mean, they were dead last. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just cannot say enough good things. And 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 we love their consistency. They just kind of go out there. You know what you're getting. Last time we backed them, they struggled a little bit in the first half, came out strong in the second half. I mean, they're just they're just a solid football team. Their defense is not great. Their offense is solid. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just yep. a lot to like about them. Uh, we're going to take their brethren, New Mexico, getting 10 against UNLV. I'm, I'm just not sold on UNLV. They haven't yep. played a tough schedule. They've won some close games. Sure, win a close game. I don't care. We're getting yeah. 10 points. Model thinks yeah. they should be favored by three. And with what I've seen from UNLV, that probably feels about like what they'll win by. The only concern I have is what the heck happened last week in New Mexico against Nevada. That's my only concern about this. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. I am a little concerned about that. But I, I, I feel like you hit the nail on the head when you said, yep, UNLV, win as many close games as you want. And great. For win this one. Cool. Yeah, win this one close. Yeah. And I will be ecstatic, UNLV. Yeah. Yep. Beat it. Do what you've done all season, which is yeah. win a close game against a crappy team. Yeah. Yep. You know, and they've, and they've won, I think they've won a little bit bigger at home mm-hmm. and they've won a little bit closer on the road. The road yeah. Right. Yep. So, I mean, it, it sets up pretty, pretty well. Yeah. Uh, BYU West Virginia, we got a B grade pick on BYU plus nine and a half. These two teams are firmly for me in the, I have no idea what I'm going to get from them on a week to week basis. So mm-hmm. sure. Give me nine and a half points. Yep, I can't stand West Virginia. It's at 10, it's at 10 now. 10's even better. Yeah, I can't stand West Virginia um, because they're like 
I don't know why I just now realized this, but they're basically just the Big 12 BYU. I mean, just or sorry, not they're the. They're the <laughs> I was big, like, wait a minute. They're, they're the Big Twelve Boise. When you think uh, yeah. when you think they're gonna zig, they zag, and when you think they're gonna zag, they zig, and you just need to do the opposite of whatever you think you should do. And so you know you wanted to back them at home against Oklahoma Oklahoma State. No, it was they blew them out. Yeah, it, yeah. Was it that? To, yeah, yeah. They yeah, wanted to fade them on the road. Yeah, fade them on the road against UCF. The road, they get all the turnovers. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And so. uh Anyway, yeah, I'm 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 zagging here because this would be hey West Virginia at home, you know you you want to stay away from BYU, not a good spot. Morgantown, tough place to play. So I'm zagging and saying sure, give me ten points with BYU because I am just always wrong on this West Virginia team. If this game was at noon, I would be like, oh heck no, like, yeah, that's like nine a.m. Yeah. body clock time or whatever, yeah, right for BYU. Yeah, yeah. Uh, different story here at night. That should help a little bit. Also. Uh, one of these teams getting people eligible, but again, <laughs> no idea what's going to happen in this mm-hmm. game. BYU could win this game by twenty, and I'd be like, sure. Mm-hmm. BYU could score zero points this game, and I'd be like, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yep. It's yep. just a high, var- well, you have the high variance games. You you, you got to look to the points or the money line, right? And that's mm-hmm. kind of yep. what we're saying here. Model thinks it should be West Virginia by six on average. If they're better team and they're home, and they got a massive home field advantage, uh, but not by enough to be favored by ten. Mm-hmm. San Diego State, Utah State. We got a big grid pick on San Diego State. I I think maybe we're evaluating San Diego State correctly at this point. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb or, or, or again near correct. My own models are wrong, but we knew San Diego State would be worse. We were down on them at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. Model has them ranked 109. Like that feels like we're in the ballpark now. Yeah, we, yeah. we're evaluated about. I mean, that, they can't get too much worse than that because you're starting to get yeah. into the the really bad teams. You get too much lower. Model's got Utah State at 105. Model thinks Utah mm-hmm. State's the better team, but on the road, yeah. Uh, plus odds with San Diego State's B grade value. It's not quite the great odds we love for our coin toss teams. It's still a coin toss game and plus odds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's essentially my breakdown for this game. The other one is like Brady Hoke. If you lose at home six nothing to Nevada, and that doesn't make you look in the mirror about your offense, like you might as well just give up the ghost. Hang it up. Be- yeah, because like you're not going to be long for this job if you keep running your offense the way you have after you lose. Like it's one thing when you're winning those games like twenty to seven. It's another thing when you're when you're losing. Even if you're even if you're winning them, even if you're winning them twelve zip, you're still winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's there's a big difference there. So anyway, I think this is also a look in the mirror spot for San Diego State and be like, is this really what we are now? And if it is, like, buddy, you you don't have you don't have yeah. much time left. And and I think you make another great point in that that was their last game. That that was two weeks ago, bye week last week. So yeah. that helps. Yeah. It, the bye week could not come at a better time, yeah. a better and a worse time. I mean, a worse time because you don't want that loss lingering. You'd rather just get back on the field, but a better time in that stuff needed to change. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. it's not like they had a bad luck loss that lingered for two weeks. They had a, we got to get some work in and figure something right. out. Right. And it's a great time to have two weeks to do that. Yeah. Uh, Kansas, Iowa state. I am super pumped for this game. Shaylen Daniels still doubtful. I, he's starting to, I don't know if he's yeah. going to play this year. Beans is starting to look a little better now. Yep. He's getting more reps. He looked better last year. At the start of the season when he came in, he was not looking good. Starting to look a little bit better. Um, you know, just a, a massive discrepancy here in that you've got Kansas, who's good offense, bad defense, and Iowa State's 
bad offense, good defense. I mean, mm -hmm. it should be a great contrast of styles. Model says Iowa State by three. It's about where the market is. Market's pretty spot on here. Total in this game projects to be 51. Model would go under 53 and a half. The total is going to be decided by who controls mm -hmm. the style of this game. Does Kansas mm -hmm. control or does Iowa State control or does the weather control? I haven't looked at the weather. What are your thoughts on the total? I would lean towards the under here because Kansas's defense seems to be improving a, a in, little in the bit. Yeah, the model's got it down to 110, which is less than a full semester worse than average. It was like up in the 120s, I think. I, I was going to say, which is somehow vastly improved from yep. from what they, they used to be early in the season. Yep. And for Iowa State, outside of the one game against Oklahoma, low, I mean, Iowa State games, outside of that Oklahoma game, Iowa State games, not very many points. And so Iowa State at home, I see them uglying this game up. Kansas's defense has been playing a little bit better as of recent. Iowa State, not a great offense to try to capitalize, not not the best offense to try to capitalize against that Kansas defense. So I, I like the under here. I, I think not, not as much because you're in the middle of some key numbers here as opposed to some of the other totals that we've talked about, but I, I still think under would be the way I would look in this one. Weather looks beautiful, not a lot of wind, no precipitation. 40 in the 40s, great football weather for the Midwest. Uh, but you're right, Oklahoma. I mean, Iowa State seemingly was going to start playing faster, higher scoring games against Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. We were like, whoa, they're going to change things up. And then also now it's kind of back to yeah. what we've expected 41 points against CCU, 40 in the game against Cincinnati, 48 against Baylor. I mean, hanging in the 40s in all these games. Yeah. Um, and so the same idea here, model thinks maybe a little bit higher here, 51, but not. Um, not into the mid fifties, yep. Georgia Southern and Texas state because Jared, we got a bigger pick on Georgia Southern. And again, we talked about we're high on them. I've got them like 45th. Yep. Um, and I'm, I think I'm higher than a lot of people in Texas state. It happened from the start, really from yeah. second week or whatever, yep. you know, these teams are the transfers, the player-based model, again, really huge for helping us understand that quicker in the season. Yep. Um, we've been talking a lot about Texas state totals. Mm -hmm. They play fast. Mm -hmm. Their offense isn't that good. Mm -hmm. Their efficiency grades that is a 95. The efficiency is below average. Now they score on average more points than average because mm -hmm. the pace. Georgia Southern plays at a fast pace. I mean, you got two teams who are going to pace this thing up. Model says 65 and a half. The actual total is 70 and a half. <sighs> what do you got? I'm not going under. That, that's this this is this is my warning don't yeah. don't go yeah. under and yeah texas state has played more under games yeah i think then then you realize yeah I'm, I'm yeah i'm sure and the market was really high on the totals that said it's scary when you play a team like georgia southern yeah. it, it, yeah. it you just it you, I, I don't think you can go over yeah. And that's, I think that's the good thing about the model here. The model's kind of telling you like, hey, the model's saying under, we don't want to go under, but the model's at least preventing us from going over. There's like 60 games. Like we can pass on, on the total yeah. of this game. Yeah. We don't have to play. Yeah. And, and right. I think that's where the model's helping us here because just when you have these fast-paced teams like that, you just, you just don't know yep. what exactly is going to happen. And if things go right, you could end up with like a 35-point quarter. And mm -hmm. that's going to really change you. But as we long talk about, a game to get over 70, you can't have 10 minutes of scoreless. And Texas State's mm -hmm. done that a few times because their offense has really stalled out at times. And yeah, if their yeah. offense stalls out, and it, 
so yeah, it's one of those. I think I think it's a good good stay away total. Yep. We like Georgia Southern. We're high on them. Let's take advantage of the fact that the market has yep. caught up to just how good this team is. Let's just visit Georgia Southern and pass on the total. Yep. Yep. And speaking of stay away totals. Speaking of stay away totals, Washington Cal. Oh my goodness. Model says 66. And I'm like, you mean 86? You mean 106? Yeah. You mean 126? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't know why the model thinks Washington Southern Cal have decent defenses because they don't. I don't mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. It. it. Here yeah. we are. Here we are. Again, all models are wrong. And, and again, we can speculate. And we can strongly speculate or weakly speculate. Um, yeah, the, I, this is the weirdest total to me, the projection. Um, yep. I, 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 this one I actually might play over if I was going to play it because yeah. these yeah. defenses are so terrible. Like, I don't, I don't understand how. There's, there's how no way. There's no way you can play under in this game. No now, way. Now, now, when this game Model predicts USC on average 35, 31. That's actually a reasonable number of points for two generic football teams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not these two. Yeah. yeah. I swear if USC wins this 35, 31, like we just have to retire. Yeah. <laughs> we just have to be like, yeah. well, we clearly don't know anything. Just yeah. post the model and just don't even talk. Just yeah. here, here's the pictures of the model for you. Yeah. I'm with you though. I, I, I feel like you can't play the under in this. It, it, it might go under. That might be the smart play. I'm sure there will be a lot of people saying it's a smart play. I just don't know because these offenses are so good and these defenses are so bad. Like the edges the offensive have, offenses have. I think the game plan for these defenses has to be slow them down. The game plan has to be let's take a lot of time on offense, keep the other offense off the field. I don't think anyone could do that. You could say yeah, that all yeah. you want. I don't think it's going to happen. Like these yeah. offenses are going to score fast. These defenses can't keep anything in front of them. Like. It, it, the exact game plan you want to do to mess up the other offense is just untenable. I feel like for both teams. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Jake and I talked about the, the side. We have an A grade on USC plus odds. It's come down a lot because Jared, I've noticed. And again, this is why you get in on Dub Club under a dollar a day. You get all the projections early on in the week. We give you picks early in the week. I've seen a lot of numbers move towards the model this week, and this is one of them. I think it's down to like plus 115 or something. I'd still be playing at plus 115. I still think it's a, I still think USC should be favored, but yep. plus 150 is a whole lot better than whatever number you're getting yep. now on this. So it's another reason yep. that you want to be on dub club with us. Uh, again, that sign up links in the show description. If you're not already there with us, because this is yep. uh, an, an, one of many games that the number has massively moved on yep. uh, just a couple days later. Yep. SMU rice. This would be another one I'd consider laying the points. SMU is only a 12 point favorite. Model thinks 24. SMU has looked insanely good lately. That's really all there is to mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and I, I I will say, I feel like Sideline might be underestimating Rice a, a little bit. Probably true. Uh, when, when you go back and, and look at their games, though, like I see why they could be underestimating Rice because they did lose to UConn um, earlier this season, which UConn's not a good team. But actually, based on how much Sideline likes UConn, you would think that wouldn't impact its thoughts on um, – you know, rice very. It's much. not quite as interconnected like that as you think. It's a yeah. little more independent. Yeah, that's that's why you have a PhD in statistics, and I just sit here and talk. Um, so, I, I think it might be underestimating rice a little bit. And let's, even though SMU has been unbelievable, let's say that it's slightly overestimating uh, SMU. Even you combine those things, you're still not close to, yeah. to this number. I, I think this is a result of rice blowing out Tulsa two weeks ago. Tulsa's bad. Yeah. Uh, and then playing Tulane close last week at home, which we've talked about. Um, 
Tulane has been playing with their their food this season. Tulane's SMU, become what what Cincinnati was a couple of years yes, ago. Yes, and uh, SMU not playing with their food mm-mm, this mm-mm. this season. SMU, so, we talked about it with. I mean, they have been just business like, just <laughs> just yeah. chicken tail taking names. And I, and I cannot wait until we get to that conference championship game where hopefully it's like SMU versus Tulane. And I can go back to my my preseason prediction where I took SMU plus two twenty something to win the conference, and I'm able to hedge out of that and, and take Tulane and, and hit a, a middle there and, and not a middle, but hedge out and basically ensure a profit. It's going to be great. you might be able to do that in real life. I don't know if you're going to be able to do that for the contest. No, I can't do that for the contest. <laughs> but I'm saying in real life. Who cares about the contest? I'm talking about real life. I mean, hey, the stakes are pretty high for this contest. We haven't figured them out yet, but there's like talks of beards and shaving heads and. Yeah. Having to wear signs on the street. I mean, I don't know. There's talk of all sorts yeah. of things about what the what the wages should be. So yeah, okay. you might should care. Just don't yeah. out there. Yeah. Okay. Um, Kentucky, Mississippi State. We have an acre to Mississippi State. Uh, you know, Muslim Muhammad, Mississippi State. They, you know, hey, you take Mississippi State as plus odds back to back weeks. You go one to one. You win money. That's what mm-hmm. happened to us last two weeks. Watch mm-hmm. it again. Uh, they're at home. Uh, Will Rogers questionable. And that's in the model. At this point, we just don't know what's mm-hmm. going to happen with him, right? If, if he's playing or not, that, that that matters. He's a pretty good quarterback. So, I mean, that's kind of the biggest thing on this one. If you see the number move, it's probably because of news about him. I, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of where it boils down to. I think if he plays, I think I should have to win this game. If he doesn't, anything can happen. It's called sports, and Mississippi State's not a bad team. Uh, Kentucky plays so slow, they enable weaker teams, like Mississippi State, to stick around. Mm-hmm. But... Losing Will Rogers would be a big blow to Mississippi State. So that's the thing to keep an eye on. And we'll update people with a projection on this as we get closer. Once we know more, we'll update the dub club people. So again, if you're not with us, that's part of the benefit. You get all the update information about yeah. all this stuff. Because this is what I do 24-7 these days. Cousin Jared, uh, how are you feeling about Mississippi State plus 145? Uh, not great. But again, that's usually the ones that work out the best for us. Also uh, true. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not – like sideline, I feel like, has overestimated yeah, um, I think you're right. Mississippi State. All season, and I want I, I want to say that like Kentucky's good because I just want to be right about Kentucky. Kentucky, I expected more from them in that game against Tennessee. They kept it close for a yeah. while, um, yep. but I expected more from them. I really thought they were going to win that game. Um, I don't know, sure, plus one forty five, plus one fifty, plus one fifty five, whatever it's at now. I'll take it on Mississippi State. Personally, I may be like whatever you normally put on an angry plate. I may be scaling it back like ten percent, mm. just knowing mm. that like sideline is high on the state. But uh, yeah, I think the the biggest thing here that that adds into that is Kentucky's coming off of that Tennessee game, and I, I don't know where their head is mm-hmm. from that. You know, that's obviously a um, emotional loss a, a tough loss a close loss a loss to again as you noted a team that is a rival mm-hmm. to them um mississippi state lost a game on the road against auburn i'm not sure that means as much to them i'm not sure it's as big of a deal um i don't know if that matters as much but if nothing else i'd rather come off of a road loss to a team that didn't mean anything to them yep and hey and mississippi state's still like hey we're still four and four like we still got a yep. chance to make a bowl. Like that's their, their stage is a little bit different. Whereas yep. Kentucky, I think was having higher hopes and rival and that sort of thing. I don't know if that, if that matters or not, it, it may not, but it may give us, that may also, that may help, help offset the fact that the model has been a little high on Mississippi state 
yep. for better or worse. Um, yep. And again, it, it worked out. It didn't work out last week. It did two weeks ago, but both of them were about plus 200. So we're still plus money from those two. So yep. if it keeps doing that and they keep going 50, 50 and plus odds games, sign me up. Right. Yep. Uh, yep. Yep. Each guy over the long term, we can't just evaluate one game. Yep. Um, Purdue, Michigan model would say lay the 33 with Michigan. Says it should be 37. Purdue is so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I feel like, I feel like I, this this is one of my other favorites. I think I would like. Yeah, I would also lay the thirty three with Michigan. This game's going to end up being like I don't know 50, 52 to three. Yep, yep, fifty two to 10, 45 to nothing. I mean, it's ten, Michigan. Ten, ten would tie the most amount of points in Michigan's allowed all season. Mm, that's pretty. Okay, you're saying ten. That's a lot. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Let, yeah, I was going to say let's amend that to forty five to six. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's probably going to be not very pretty. No. Um, Purdue, uh, Nebraska was one of my favorite picks last week. Uh, backing them just because it was like, hey, model had an A grade on Nebraska. And anytime I can fade Purdue in an A grade, sign yep. me up. Like they are yep. terrible. And yep. I don't know. I don't know about their future. I don't know. What, I haven't watched a lot of their games. I just know that <sighs> the market has still acted like they're a decent Big Ten team and they are not. Um, yep. They are really terrible. So yeah, Michigan's. Yep. One of my top favorites of if you have to play points, if you have to pick like three, four games, lay points. That's that's one of my opinion. Uh, Alabama, LSU. Jake and I cover this one on show. We got an A grade play on Alabama, laying minus one fifty five. It's starting to eke out a little bit higher than that. So again, benefit of being on double club. But model says it's an A grade up to two seventy. This is one of the tighter spreads that LSU has had against Alabama, even when you include when they had Joe freaking Burrow. Like, mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. quite understand why this spread is so low in Alabama. Am I the only person who's like, LSU's very good. Alabama's still Alabama. And as much as we, you know, you know, rumors of their demise from earlier in the season, I think greatly exaggerated, right? Yeah. And am I, am, I, am I crazy? Like, I don't, I don't quite understand it. Yeah, I feel like just Alabama has been so good for so long that a lot of the focus has been on Alabama's deficiencies. It's been on that game against uh, South Florida where they only scored 17 points or whatever it was. It's the fact the that soon or whatever. Yeah. It's the fact that Milrow hasn't been every other Alabama quarterback for the past six or seven years that they've had come through here. And they've liked to focus on LSU's offense. And it seems to be that we're the only ones focused on, well, Al- number one, Alabama's defense still very, very good. Very good. LSU's, LSU's defense, very not good. Not uh, good for SEC standards. Not Yeah, not good for, for SEC standards. I mean, yeah, they look great against Army, uh, but then Army lost to UMass, so not yeah. bitter about that. Mm. Um, and, I, and, I <laughs> yeah, and, and, and then, uh, of course, Alabama's offense, I think, becoming more comfortable, like kind of having more of an identity than they did earlier in the season. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that just people are focusing on the, the wrong things here. Is what I it, it, and I would say LSU absolutely has the better offense. Like I'm not trying to say that Bama has a better offense. LSU is better offense, but the gap between the offenses is a fraction of what the gap is between the defense and the game location. Like that has to matter, yeah. right? Like yeah. I know Alabama lost at home to Texas, but like it's just one game. It's one game, and I, I, I don't. I, Texas defense is a lot better than LSU's. Alabama's offense is in a much better place. Then right now, the other thing that I want to point out about Jalen Milrow is he's climbing in my quarterback ratings. And this mm-hmm. is something I've, I've thought about and talked about making uh, public here, uh, some of my player ratings and stuff. And it's, it's not that I'm afraid to do as much as it's just the like getting, um, getting it coded and formatted so I can easily update it rather than just be like a, a, a manual yeah. task. 
but he's slowly been rising. Uh, he's up to number 21 in my quarterback ratings. And I mean, mm. he was down to like 50 or something after those first couple starts. I mean, it was the model was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't like what we see at all. And now he's looking a lot better. He's not going to win the Heisman good. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's now to me, and they talked about they were hoping he could be Jalen Hurts. And of course, I think they hoped that he was Oklahoma Jalen Hurts. He looks to right, me like he's Alabama right. Jalen Hurts, yeah, which wasn't yeah. a bad quarterback. It's just no, he wasn't no. Oklahoma Jalen Hurts. He's not Philadelphia Eagles Jalen Hurts. But Alabama yeah. Jalen Hurts wasn't bad. It's and, just he wasn't Tua, right? Like, it, and and let's, let's take that a step further. Alabama Jalen Hurts was great against non-championship level defenses. Uh, this LSU defense, not championship not a, level. Not a championship defense, defense exactly. <laughs> yeah. and, and, Texas, and Texas might be. And yeah, that might be true. part of the that's problem. True. Texas is a yeah. fantastic defense, right? Yeah. The, the, yeah. the biggest issue with Texas is that Quinn Ewers isn't a Heisman candidate. And if he if he actually was, then you're talking about a top five team, right? That's the yeah. only, that's the, the issue with it, but the defense is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um, Alabama, a great pick. Yep. Miami on the road against NC State. Another one that I know the lines moved a lot. We locked in Miami minus 170 as an A grade pick. It's out to like minus 200 by now. Still an A grade play, but you're losing value for not being with us. Again, yeah. you, you you pay at under a dollar a day and you'll make it back just in the, you'll make it back, not even winning and losing. You'll make it back mm-hmm. and you're winning, but you'll also yeah. just make it back in the amount of money you save with getting right, better numbers. Right. I bet you're going to yep. make it anyway, yep. um, <laughs> which is nice. Model still loves Miami. We talk about teams that's too high on, too low on. And again, we are, again, I have to make it clear. The model is wrong on every team. We know it's slightly wrong on some teams. We know it's really wrong on some teams. We speculate. We don't know the truth. We speculate. We have enough data. We think the model is a little bit biased high on Miami. Even mm-hmm. though it's biased high on Miami, the edge on this one is still to the point where it's still worth playing. Yep. Because NC State just isn't that good. And Miami, while probably not as good as the model thinks, is still a good team. And they mm-hmm. clearly haven't quit. And that was the big fear everybody had yep, yep. after that stupid, stupid, terrible loss they had was they yep, quit yep. and they didn't. They've played really hard. I've been, I've, I've been, I've enjoyed backing them. Uh, mm-hmm. back, I enjoyed backing them against Clemson. I don't think we backed them yep. against Virginia. Um, yep. And they won that game. They handled that game. So, I mean, yep. I think this is an overreaction to NC State beating uh, Clemson last week. And I think this is also because, I mean, I'm, I'm, would definitely like fall prey to this if, um, you know, if I didn't have sideline to kind of keep me in line here. But Miami, like we talk about how stupid it was. They lost that game to Georgia Tech. And yes, yeah. that was 100% inexcusable. But also, you know, don't be in a one score game with Georgia Tech at home well, so, uh, at that so at that yeah. point in the game. Uh, but then, and then they had the, the tough loss to North Carolina on the road. I think we all understand that. But then coming back, Virginia, who just beat, um, you know, North Carolina, Miami had a perfect opportunity to screw that one up too and, and didn't manage yep. to win that game. You mentioned that I think Van Dyke uh, two two years ago, yeah, two years ago was great. Last year, not good. They let mm-hmm. go of the offense coordinator, brought in a new offense coordinator. Clearly that has turned Van Dyke back around. Yep. And so I, I, like you, have lots of things to like about Miami. And again, I'll go back to you. NC State, not very good. I think this is the overreaction to them beating Clemson. Yep, I've been, I can see a lot with the best quarterback, and he's been fantastic uh, yep. this season. Uh, and, I, and I think you're right. It's, it's, it's Miami could have blown the game to Virginia. They didn't, and that's good. And that's, again, that's the benefit of the money line. That's all we're asking them to do here. We're all laying a little bit of price with it, but we're not asking them to buy certain amount of points. Yep. We're just, hey, just get the job done on the road and just get the win and move on. And yep. 
<laughs> there is the back of my mind, like, can Cristobal screw this up? Here's the thing, though. Cristobal <laughs> has done, has only done that twice in the <laughs> last six <laughs> years. He's only done that twice in the last six years. I, I, yeah. I, mean, I know, which is insane. <laughs> Yeah, that you do it once, and yep. he's a, but whatever. But you know, uh, the odds are he won't do it again for another five years or so, or three, four, or five years, or whatever. So we, hopefully, yep. I think we're good on that at least. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Washington State is hosting Stanford. Model still believes in Washington State. Model does not believe in Stanford. Uh, says this should be Washington State minus about twenty. Model would say lay the thirteen and a half. I don't. You know, it's just it's Pac twelve. Oh, who knows? Yeah, yep. Pac twelve after dark. Who knows? Oh, not after dark. There after dark for yep. most of us. Who knows? Yeah, lay it if you want. I'm not touching it. The model would say go over 59 and a half. You're on the right side of 61, 62, wrong side of 59, 58. Model projects 64 points. Are you comfortable going over 59 and a half? I am. Uh, so here's a listing of points given up by Stanford in conference games. 56, 21. What the heck happened in that game? Uh, Who was 40, that? Uh, that was Arizona, actually. Uh, mm. Yeah, yeah, t- 21. And then 42, 43, 42, 42. Um, yeah, I'm going to guess that Washington State ends up with between 35 and 42 points. And so then well, we're model, just asking, model projects 42, by the way. Yeah, and, okay. And so mm. then we're just asking Stanford to get about 20, which I think is perfectly, re- perfectly reasonable against a Washington State team that has not been much better, especially as of recent, giving up 44, 38, and 38 last week to, to Arizona State. Uh, not not fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I like the over in this. Yeah, one. Washington State's defense is rating below average. Stanford's is well below average. Both these teams are above average in pace mm-hmm. as well. And that is yeah. another. Key factor why there's so many points in these games. They're both just playing recklessly fast, which is yep. a change of a change for yep. Stanford and fun. Yep. Yep. For for a new Stanford regime there. Western Kentucky UTEP model is taking 10 and a half with UTEP. We've been really high on Western Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So we are fading Western Kentucky after we've backed them for several weeks in a row now. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? I feel good about that. What I don't feel good about is this. We you got ten and a half, opened it like eleven. So like say I got eleven here, uh, but then also now it's down to like eight and a half, uh, and so a lot of the value on this is gone. So I would say UTEP probably still the right side. Not as much value if you were on us with uh, at Dub Club at the beginning when these lines came out on Sunday. Yeah, model projects six point five. So if you get the 11, great, 10 and a half, still good, B grade. At eight and a half, you're right, it is losing some of that value. Oregon State, Colorado. uh, Model says Oregon State minus 16. So it would lay the 13 and a half with with Oregon State. I'm really impressed with Oregon State. I I think there's a good chance. I'm of two minds of this. A, I think Oregon State can blow them out. Because we've mm-hmm. seen Colorado get destroyed by the top teams in the Pac-12. Oregon mm-hmm. State is absolutely in that conversation. Oregon State might be better than Oregon and Washington. It's mm-hmm. very possible. They do it a little bit differently, but their offense is not that far behind. It's only not not in that tier because Washington and USC and Oregon yeah. offenses are so, so – but Oregon State's offense is still really good, but they actually have a competent defense, yeah. a really yeah. good defense. I, I, I think there's a real good chance Colorado gets blown out. We've also seen Colorado – I was talking about it. They play hard to the end. Can mm-hmm. Go for the back door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To me, you're laying 13 and a half to Oregon State. You do not want this to be Oregon State by anything less than 21 in the fourth quarter. 
<laughs> yeah. Oregon, yeah. Oregon State might be up 35 in the fourth quarter, and you're good. If they're not up 35 in the fourth quarter, you got to be a little bit worried about yeah. the way this yeah. game's going to end. I don't, I don't know what to do with it. What, what are you doing with it? Yeah, so that like I feel like this is a very well set line. Um, if it's below two touchdowns, I'm like you. I would probably lean towards Lance because I feel like, oh my gosh, like whatever UCLA did to that Colorado offensive line last week, I feel like Oregon State. You mentioned them being a good defense. Oregon State maybe the second best defense in the Pac-12 behind um, UCLA. I think UCLA may have given Oregon State Utah. an idea. Uh, yeah, Utah. Okay, yeah. So those, those three. Those three definitely the top three defenses yeah. in the Pac-12. Um, I think Oregon State has an idea. They can look at what UCLA did and be like, oh, yeah, chomping at the bit. Can't wait to get after And, and UCLA only didn't cover and win by a ton because of four first-half turnovers. I mean, they destroyed Colorado. Yeah. They should have been up 35 in the fourth quarter, so it didn't matter. The problem is they weren't until Colorado yeah. backed through. And you mentioned that Oregon State, a much better offense than, than UCLA. So – uh, less than two touchdowns, I would lean towards laying the points. If it gets to 14 or more than 14, I would take the points of Colorado because you took the words right out of my mouth. doesn't matter what the score is, especially at home. I think Colorado is going to be trying to score points until there's double zeros on the clock in the fourth quarter. Speaking of points, model would say to go over 62, reject 66. If 61, is that – I mean, where where could you play the over? Because we know Colorado is going to – try to score into the very end yeah i i this is a stay away from me i mean just the unders have been so good to us in colorado games i just uh even though they, they says, play with a fast pace but yeah. they could get stifled by the really good defenses, yes so. yes and, and that's what i'm worried is them getting stifled mm-hmm. boise state fresno state models pretty spot on on side in total fresno state seven and one uh you know Looking strong, heading towards potentially uh, a collision course with the Air Force for the Mountain West mm-hmm. title. There's no divisions anymore, so it's just the two best mm-hmm. teams. Obviously, those were in different divisions back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boise State, at this point, just playing upset king. At, they, they aren't going to make it unless a bunch of chaos happens. Uh, at this point, you think with that, you know, you can't afford to lose a game like they right. lost right. Um, to Colorado State. But, you know, still kind of destiny in their hands a little bit more than you'd think at four and four. I, I just, I, I say, you know, you can't afford to lose that game, but like they can still recover. I guess what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Do you think they recover? Can they get the road win here? They're favored by three on the road. No, they're not. Yeah. First state's favored. First state's yep. favored by three at home. Yep. What do you think? Boise. Zig and zag, baby. Uh, they look like the inferior team here, so they're going to win this one easily. <laughs> Boise has been uh, a, a, a wonky team, yes. uh, to say the least, with yes. regards to every time you think you know what they're going to do, they go the other direction. Here's my issue: yep. is they looked great last week and thumping Wyoming. That's my only issue: is they looked great mm-hmm. last week. Um, but it would not surprise me for them to go on the road and win this one, and then lose next week at home in Mexico. Well, the, yes, yes, that is that is exactly. I mean, you outlined it perfectly like three like weeks ago exactly what was going to happen like they're going to keep winning now until you have hope that's the point like 
until you have hope. You have to have hope that they have turned a corner. You have hope that they can get to the conference championship games. Like, oh man, you know, they're going to have to be playing Air Force. I mean, from a talent perspective, they got so much more talent. You start looking ahead, and that's when. That's when they lose. Yeah. It's not right now when you're like, oh man, what a disappointing season for Boise. They're already out of the conference championship title hunt. Yeah. And they and they play Air Force and Fresno both. So I mean they have yeah. they have the destiny in their own hands. I I yeah. you just have to think again, that's the like the hope point. You lose a lot of hope when you lose to Colorado State because you're like, Yep, n- knowing that the top two get in and there's a couple good teams up there, you lose a game like that, and that could be what at the end that, yep. that should be at the end what keeps you out. Yep. Yep. They could they could win out and obviously they make it. Um, I don't even have to win out. They just got to win at least one of those and, and maybe get some help or the right thing or whatever. Um, <laughs> you're taking Boise. You're taking yep. money line men. Yep. Uh, plus one forty nine would be a B grade. It's plus one twenty five right now. So it's. Uh, I would probably take three points in this situation. You since take there, three there, yeah, since there was no uh, there's no A or B grade edge on the money line, I would lean towards taking the three points. Three points always okay. always good. All right, wrapping us up. UCLA and Arizona, a great play in UCLA. I've loved UCLA ever since they went to Garbage. Yeah. Uh, I, I texted this out to the Discord a couple weeks ago. I was like, hey, model says that Garbage should be playing. Uh, yeah. Sure enough, right after that, they, they made the change, and yeah. uh, it's it's gotten a lot better for them. Again, they only didn't cover last week because four turnovers in the first half, kind of fluky game, but that they yeah. showed uh, in, the, in the third quarter they're a really good team. Uh, I've got them 12th overall. Mm. Uh, yeah. We're on UCLA here. Not because we're not high on Arizona, but because we're just that high on UCLA. I think we're higher yeah. than the mark on UCLA more than anything else. I've got Arizona 62, yeah. and it's hard to be that much higher than them because their defense still struggles. Uh, but 62 is pretty good for Arizona because I'm pretty sure they, the last year, you know, were 80, 90, 100, right? So, yeah. I mean, I'm high on Arizona too. I think everyone's high on Arizona. It's just we're super high on UCLA. So, to me, this is a this is more about I'm on UCLA. I'm not fading Arizona as much as I'm just mm-hmm. – until the market realizes this UCLA defense is legit. Yep. Like yep. shit good. And people don't realize that yet. I've been preaching all season basically. This UCLA defense is incredible. Yep. I, as long, like you said, as long as UCLA's defense is being priced this way, sign me up. Uh, I think that they are, as much love as I have for the Arizona offense there, I have much more appreciation uh, for this UCLA defense. I think they can do enough um, to, to limit the Arizona offense. And you talked about that change to Garbers. And I think this is, uh, what's it? What's it called? Like it's addition by subtraction because yeah. what you subtracted was the backbreaking turnovers, and it's yep. like you and don't need sixes. multiple yeah. big sixes. Yeah, in, t- so, in tight, low scoring games. Yeah, and so it's like it's not like you know you need Garbers to hang the moon or anything. Like you just need him to be fine. And yeah. and, and he's, he's been, been he's been he's been fine. He's been yeah. very competent. It hasn't yeah. been great, but I mean, and that's I think why they st- played them both, and they were like, "Oh, this yeah. guy's not that good. We got to go to the guy with the potential." It's like he has the potential, but unfortunately, yeah. you know, you talk about how much he adds to the table. He took a lot more off the table. Yeah. Maybe yeah. next yeah. show will be the year for him. He does have the potential. He just he's got to work on that. And it's just one of those. Yeah. Hey, in the season, not the time to do it. Yeah. Uh, off season will be. I'm sure he'll be great next year, but uh, for yeah. now, not so. Uh, usually tied for the sixth best defense according to sideline rounding error away from number five i mean people mm. do not realize just how good this usually defense is i think it yeah. i finally feel like i've been hearing a little bit more in the last month people talking about how much they respect it but i mean i just it's so good and the market is just not treating them yep. like they should usually pace is still really high so it's not going to show up in points per game it's going to show up in, in yards per play that sort of thing and the fact that they're playing a lot of these really good offenses um, mm-hmm. It matters mm-hmm. as well, but I love this UCLA defense. So we're on yep. UCLA model says they should win by 15. I'm curious to see this Arizona team's been playing really well. If Arizona is for real, 
then I think this is a close UCLA win. Mm-hmm. If Arizona is good but still has some flaws, I think 15 is pretty, pretty right. Yep. So the model for now is saying, I think Arizona is good. I think they're improved. I think they still have some flaws, and UCLA should handle them. Mm-hmm. If Arizona hangs around, maybe that's more of an indication that, that Arizona is a little bit more for real and maybe more in the 40s than in the 60s, yep. uh, which is very possible. They've been really impressive. It's just it's only a small sample size of game, so the model can't overreact too much because we know if we overreact too much, then we're going to be more wrong than right. And that's what we're trying to do. We're not trying to be right on every single game. As cool as that would be, we're trying to be right on average, have a well-tuned model uh, because unfortunately, as much as we'd love to be right every single game, we know that's not right. So mm-hmm. why try to do something that's literally impossible instead <laughs> of focus on yeah. having the, yeah. the best, most accurate model possible? Because that's what we talk about, and I have it in the, in the, in the, in the outro music at the end. If we can um, accurately know when we say 50%, we really mean 50%, then that tells us bet the plus 130s, bet the plus 140s, bet the plus 150 is heavier if it's really 50%. We know we're going to lose half the time, but the only way to actually be accurate on that is we we are going to lose. If I say 50%, it's really 100%. That's not right. That's not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, as counterintuitive as that, that might be. Uh, Cousin Jared, that is all the games. Uh, mm. We have we have run run the gamut. Do we have... If this, were a, mar- if this were a marathon, we would have set a personal record. We I can't believe we went through the whole thing in yeah. we're at two hours and five minutes right now. Yeah. And yeah. I really was thinking I was thinking with all the games this week and the fact that Jake was on the show earlier and that I, mm-hmm. I thought we'd be at three. I really thought yep. three hours. I did too. Yeah. But here here we are. Good job yep. us. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Again, remember, uh, sign up link for Dub Club in the show description if you're not with us. If if not, hopefully you enjoy this one time study hall version where cousin Jared and I cover every single college football game. We do this every week over on mm-hmm. Dub Club uh, mm-hmm. for those people, along with providing a ton of information, help you be a better, better. Yep. Uh, Cousin Jared, any, any, any parting words? Glad that y'all were able to be with us for this one episode. Sign college up basketball next week. Yeah, college basketball. Uh, I will not be on the study hall version of college basketball. Jake is, is going to be say. on the study hall version of college basketball. He's, and, he's, and he's already... I think he's already trying to make the video by himself right now. Yeah, he's already yeah. started. He's already trying to do it. Yes. The, the passion oozes from his veins is what <laughs> I would say. So yeah, can't, can't wait for college basketball season to get up and going. All right. We'll have the music and the slides. Take us out. Mm-hmm.